leave your man at home. The club is full of ballers and their pockets full of gold. And now you fellas leave your girl with her friends. Cause it's 1130 and the club is jumping, jumping. Hit me with that, Beyonce. Dallas Pitbull Podcast in the house. Over to Albert in the house. Episode 100. Coming straight to your ear holes from Wisconsin. This party ain't gonna stop until the wheels fall off this bus. And then we're gonna be driving on the rims. How about how you feeling tonight? Don, 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 100 freaking episodes. I am, I'm just stoked. I'm happy to be here with what? you, buddy. Congrats. What? Jumping, jumping. I can't believe it. I can't believe I got Beyonce and Destiny's Child to regroup and come into the studio to record this. They sound great. Oh my goodness. Hello, everybody. Don's Pinball Podcast is celebrating 100 of the crystal clearest, highest quality, highest caliber pinball podcasting episodes. And this is, this one's completely off the rails. We don't have an itinerary. No, no. That was for episode 99 and beyond. This is a celebration of what we're having. I've invited my very good friend, Mr. Orville Albert from River Hibberts, Nova Scotia. He's brave in the cold. He's, he's, he's got a, a weather advisory going on, but he said, heck that. I'm going to come on and we're going to celebrate this podcast tonight. And that's what we're about to do. Well, it might be cold here in Nova Scotia, Don, but it is getting hot. It's getting hot because Don hit 100. That's so, I mean, like probably one in a hundred podcasts, if that can even, you know, get to this level. And you did it in just over a year. And your podcasts are clear, concise, and usually make sense. It's incredible. It's, it's almost as if I planned it, but I can guarantee and reassure everybody, 0% of planning went into this. There was no plan at the beginning. And I, I remember being in January last year, it just hemming and hawing, like, should I, shouldn't I? Does anybody really care what I have to say? And then I was like, well, heck it. Let's put it out there. And if it's a failure, it can fail on its own merits. And I tried. But since I started, since day number one, since episode number one, there has not been one day that has gone by that I have not had at least one listener to some podcast. Some episode got played every single day since the beginning. And that's what I want to celebrate. Well, Don, I'm not going to lie to you and say I've listened to every single episode, but I'd say probably 80, 90%. Sometimes if... You know, life gets away from me, and I only listen to the first half of it, and I get stuck doing something else. But I will tell you what, when I heard your American Pinball podcast last week, my first thought was, this guy is being so kind, generous, and fair to this company. Because <laughs> it would be very, there's a lot of things to say negative about AP, but you did a very good job trying to, like, ride the line of being constructive criticism, not Man. just tearing down being a negative Nancy. I think you were trying your best to kind of, ride the you know like be constructive for your listeners but then at the same time you know uh, you gotta have a little bit of edge you gotta have a little bit of fun in life too right i appreciate that sir because like i don't have any objectivity i'm just like this is what's in my brain i just want to put it out there you know, i'm not out to attack anybody or anything but you know here's what here's what it happened here's what it happened i was ready to record i think that was episode number 98 and i'm like sitting down i'm like okay i got my outline let's do this and just as i was doing that i was finishing up the pinball party podcast and that was right when kale was like oh look i got a text message ap's for sale that's crazy okay end of episode and then i hit record and i'm like oh my god this just dropped in my lap this is happening right now late breaking let's talk about that 
And 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 we hear we heard the the denial and the official confirmation that actually they're not for sale from Fix. Which okay, whether they are, whether they're not, that's their press release. But but the thing that was telling was like they that came out and we all reacted like, oh yeah, I could see that happening. <laughs> well, I think that you're you're exactly right there. When everybody heard that, nobody nobody was shocked or surprised to have heard that. So that was it wasn't story. that far fetched. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you know they did a live stream, whatever, and, and it turns out that that live stream was running on a Hot Wheels machine that was running the new board, and and nobody nobody noticed, and that was celebrated recently. So, man, I, but then like I'm like, great, am I going to get banned from Expo now? <laughs> you know, I have, I haven't even met David Fix yet. I've seen him, but I haven't talked to the guy yet. But I, I hate for him to think like I'm gunning for him or his company or something. I'm just like a mirror reflecting what's happening, you know, in the greater diaspora. Of, of pinball as I see it, you know? Well, uh, anything can happen. I, from what I understand, Carrie Hardy was uh, un, uninvited to be part of the, some type of media that was happening at Expo. And to me, Carrie Hardy is pretty freaking balanced, you know, like he's pretty fair to the companies. Yes. Okay. Maybe he'll make fun of them in kind of a funny way, but he's not being toxic. He's not being rude. He's not being mean. I think he's just kind of being funny and taking you know, maybe small pokes when they're due. And believe me, they are due sometimes. And the crazy part is that all of the pinball podcasters that are more likely to champion um, a product are not necessarily the same pinball content creators that are going to be the ones that give the constructive criticism. Yet the constructive criticism is really what's going to help enable some of these smaller companies, especially like American Pinball, that can use all the marketing, advertising, and customer advice they can get. This is just going to help them become a better company. And so the one thing I was happy with AP in the last, you know, month or so is when the Super Awesome Pinball Show uh, did put out that, you know, their end of year podcast. Loved it. And they talked to David Fix. I was at least, I will, I do want to give them a smidgen of, you know, a little bit of something here because I do think that at least David Fix was humble enough to say, you know what, he only gave himself, I think, a C grade. Gave himself a C. Yeah. Most of us were thinking maybe a D, but I'm just saying he gave himself <laughs> a D. So I feel like at least there's a there's a little bit we're seeing a little bit of David Fix being a bit more humble and the company itself. And the big thing that happened in the last week is the fact that they're going to start live streaming each week, even if the live stream wasn't great quality, even you know if they weren't responding much to chat. I think they'll get better. And if Stephen Bowden can be as good of a commentary uh, guy he is with Tournament Pinball, he can definitely figure out how to do a live stream and, and how to converse with chat. And, you know, they didn't even say once during – I watched the entire thing, Don. They didn't even say once, this is how you order your American Pinball machine. Not I mean, once. I mean that, that that's like the, the best direct-to-consumer marketing you could do. And, see, yeah. and, then, and you don't need somebody just blowing smoke up your company – and then they're not buying machines like that's not helpful, you know, uh, constructive criticism. Take it with the the spirit with which it's intended. It's not punching down, you know, and, and we all want them to be great and have great games because that benefits all of us. I mean, you know, exactly. and I will say like no one's complaining that American pinball has a game that doesn't work out of the box or boards that are melting or, you know, shooter rods that, that don't work, you know, or, or shots mm -hmm. that reject, you know. There's not like a great depth of, uh, you know, interpolation of killer licenses, which is like on brand for right now and where we're at. But, you know, the, the games are solid. I like Legends of Valhalla, damn it. I think it's super fun. 
I mean, I, I like the callouts. I still think Houdini's their best pin, but just me as a tournament player, I love those tight shots. It helps you become a better player. I just hate playing Houdini on location because I'm half Dutch and I'm cheap, and then I got to spend ah. too much money. To play, <laughs> yes, absolutely, um, absolutely. But you know what? Uh, 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 the largest pinball arcade in Canada is Sevens Pinballorama, just outside of Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. Shout out. And he has had upwards of, like, I think 12,000 games played. Dang. Uh, in this arcade and he's hardly had to do anything to that hot wheels. Yeah. So I understand sometimes, you know, they don't work out of the box and then sometimes they're, you know, freaking tanks like GTF could have been. And uh, you know what, besides maybe some marketing, uh, <laughs> yeah, besides maybe some marketing missteps that the companies had, I really do think that overall they make a great pin. And if they decide to actually start bringing some themes that people love and make sure that they're doing a better job. Thank God they hired some people because I've been hearing now for months that if you have a problem with your American pinball machine, it's like pulling teeth. It's worse than going the, to the dentist just to get help fixing the freaking thing. So, you know, at least they've hired some people on that side of it. I want them to do well. You want American pinball to do well. I hope a year from now, Don, you and I get to do a year in review for 2024 and we can say, wow, American pinball freaking turned it around. They nailed the marketing. They brought us a theme people want. They kept the prices in line with the current market costs. You know, they actually started returning phone calls when people had issues with the machines. Like you and I want them to do better. We want them to succeed. But, you know, a big part of that is going to have to be them changing how they were last year. Because in the last year, they were a little bit conceited. They were, you know, a little bit too... The thing that bugged me the worst of all the live streams last year was when Stephen Bowden was asked, how far along is the code? Oh. I'm just trying to figure out if the code's doing Preach, better or worse. Preach, brother. Do you remember what he said, Don? Yeah. Well, how would I even... I wouldn't even venture a guess as he to how far the, po- the code He would not is. be foolish enough to tell potential customers how far along the code is. It's like, my guy, I love you, dude. I want American Pimble to succeed, but you've got to start answering these questions. Like, you know what? The code isn't even give us a generality. Like, the code isn't as far as we want it. We've got some more modes to add. We've got a mini wizard we still want to finish, but it's coming along. If I had to guess, just just for you, my customers, my potential customers, if I had to guess, I'd say it's at 75%. Just give us, you know, a generalization. And I'd I'd hope that that would be the new hire that they would make is like, you know, the, the, the... the PR communications guy, you know, Thank you. pinball brothers has an excellent dude, Rudy. He's on the socials all the time. I've interviewed him. I've met him. He gave me a beer at expo. If I've got a question, he's right back with me, you know, mouthpiece of the company. I can go to him, get confirmation of things. You know, even if there's not, you know, if the, if the official word is no word yet, like that's what I get. It's really easy, you know? And so that's what we want to know. I don't need to bug the guys that are doing the programming and the guys that are the engineers and the, the ramp benders and all that, you know, just give me like a go between that, that, that I can communicate with where that door's open, you know, I would, let me grab exactly. that pie on the shelf. <laughs> Make any sense. Um, I, I totally agree. Like, okay, I own this little tiny coffee and tea company. I would never go three days straight, three business days and not respond. Even if it was someone looking to buy one $7 tea from me, I wouldn't go 72 hours on Facebook or email or any, and just nothing and ghost them. And I don't run a multi-million dollar pinball company. Do you know what I mean? Right, so right. Like, that kind of stuff's got to be done. That's American pinball's got to be like, no, we respond to every person as soon as we can, especially if they spent 10,000 grand or sorry, $10,000 on our, our product, especially if they pay an extra six grand just for a thermos. You know what I mean? Oh, he, he addressed that in a podcast just like today. 
Um, and, and so the, the word is that originally it was going to be an order for strictly the lunchboxes and then strictly the lunchboxes with the thermos for the signature people. And look, forget the fact that $6,000 for a thermos is completely off the wall ridiculous. Um, and then, then what, what had happened was that the company decided to ship a thermos with every lunchbox, as, as one should. And then he's like, well, I don't want to end up with all these thermoses, so now everybody gets a thermos. <laughs> But, but then there's like one less thing that's special about the the signature edition. That was the weirdest call of the year, man. Oh my Thermos goodness, gate. Thermos. It's like, like I don't. I'm confused. Is what's happening. <laughs> I'm glad we started. I'm glad we started this with American Pinball because I've got a whole list here in random alphabetical order, and they were number one. So like we went ahead and hit it organically. There you go. Well, I do. I do love them, AP, and I will say this: if I had to be, you know, say some positive stuff. I will say that Galactic Tank Force is, I think, the nicest artwork they've ever had. I did, I now that I know the storyline after Franchi came on the Pinball Nerds podcast, Thank I understood you so the storyline better. I didn't know anything until funny. he was on your I show. Know, kind of kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and even the, some of the shots are pretty cool. Once they figured out, you know, like how to be able to actually shoot your main mech in the middle without it breaking and getting air balls, you know, like, so I think it had so much potential. Do I think it has, you know, Looks wise, it has it's their best pin. Shots wise, is it going to be better than Legends of Valhalla? Probably not. But I mean, I still think that I want American Pinball to work, and I want to be a positive Polly. I don't want to be a negative Nancy. I just, I just think that you like you're right. They need someone doing social media and marketing for them, and they need someone doing the live streams. You don't have to be Jack Danger. You don't have to have the perfect cameras and everything, but you need someone doing the live streams who can read the yeah. chat respond to and the I chat, I, make I don't, the sales, and make the live stream look good. And I don't want to be a guy that's offering a problem without a solution. Like, I would do it myself. I'll happily be the mouthpiece of American Pinball and, and convey exactly what's happening to the Hired people. Let, let's let's do it. You know, I don't have a homebrew ready to go. Don't hire me as a designer right now. But I've got a microphone and a mouth, and I love to travel, man. Like, you know, what what else would be better than that? that that's, my, uh, that's my pitch. <laughs> I want to join the family, sir. Well, American Pinball, we love you. Dave Fix, we love you. Don't ban us from Expo. We're not that bad of people. <laughs> That'd be I just want to give I want to give Dave Fix a high five and just tell him that like I just want to know where he got his hat so I can get my own. I mean, uh, maybe I'll be, maybe I'll get a mustache and a hat just like Dave Fix for Expo. Who knows? How much fun would that cosplay be <laughs> if we all win as Dave Fix? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a it's like a mini Indiana Jones running around. He needs a whip. He needs to carry a whip. <laughs> All right. Oh, I got a voicemail message here. Who's calling? Uh, go ahead, caller. Hey, what's going on? This is Danny. And Nicole. From Virginia Beach, Virginia. Just wanted to just throw a quick shout out to Don's Pinball Podcast, our favorite podcast on the airwaves. Woohoo! Keep up the great work. Make the shows longer. We're out there running to you every morning, and we need to get some more mileage. Keep up the great work. We love you. Thank you. Oh, Danny, you peach of a person, dude. And Nicole, how, thanks for thanks for the call. I really appreciate that. Man, the voicemail's been blowing up. I hope maybe we'll get to some more throughout the show here. Um, what's American Pinball got up next? He all but confirmed that that uh, Barry's Food Trek is up next, the Barry Osler game. And I think we're going to see it at TPF, which is next month, which I'm super stoked on. Not only for the fact that it is an amazing expedition exposition of, of, of pinball, but... Because your boy here is going to have his own booth on the show floor at Expo with some brand new graphics from Michael Barnard. 
the dude that did the graphics for Jaws, the dude that did the graphics for Rush. I hired this man to do some podcast graphics for me, what? and I'm going to put them up on the Facebook page right the heck now, so go check those out. Get your pre-order emails in. I'm going to do t-shirts. We're going to do translites. We're going to do stickers. I'm going to do a banner. Amazing. Happy to announce that now, episode 100. I got a new merch drop, and it's like it, it's completely devastating, dude. I got to show Orby, man. I can't wait to see it. You know, I just added uh, Michael's um, Facebook, his like his art group. Uh, I just added that in the last week, and he's got some incredible artwork. A lot. Of, it's funny. A lot of these pinball artists have artwork on disc golf discs. It, that's right? awesome. Yeah, connection is, but his artwork is incredible. I can't wait to see it. Do I get a, Do I get to see before all your listeners? I'm gonna show you right now, dude. I'm, I'm scrolling through it on my phone, and uh, oh, dude, it's great. It's great. It's great. What? <laughs> oh my god! I'm not gonna tell them. I'm not gonna say. Uh, well, they're they're gonna see this by the time this is posted. Is so, this, is this gonna be on a shirt? Can I buy that shirt? Absolutely. That's the banner right there. But that'll oh, be on I'm a shirt, shirt as well. Don't you know, even tell me the cost. Just charge me and charge me full Canadian shipping. Is that I'll not? Is that not amazing? That honestly, that is probably the coolest swag I've ever seen for any <laughs> pinball podcast. I said since day one when I started this. That you may not like the podcast, you may not like my personality, my face, whatever. You're gonna like my stuff. I want to make good stuff. I want to have good stuff. You know, none yeah, of those cafe the press. Sucks, Don, but your merch is great, <sighs> dude. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I I love the show, but your merch is great. Your flipper toppers are great. You've made your own like that Alvira, like the Gargoyle Alvira thing. Crypt. It's three D, the three dimensional now. Forget the flat plastics. You know, the, the shortcomings that due to manufacturing process that Stern and other companies need to make, the mod community is there to step it up. I'm standing on the shoulders of, of Stumbler and, and Diddy and uh, Flip Mods and everybody else I'm forgetting. Rocket City Pinball. Like, I love all those guys. I'm in awe of the stuff that they can create and, and how, how masterfully they can make stuff. And then, like, the fact that I'm doing stuff, too, is just, like, blows my mind i love it so i'm trying to just make things and just participate out there right i i see this as like you know when you went to the roller skating rink back in the day in fourth grade and you're like a little bit timid and like the cool people are out there you know but you're like dang it i just want to get out there and i'm gonna roller skate and i'm gonna fall and it's gonna be fine i just want to go and play and like that's what i'm doing i'm just i'm, I'm, I'm out there trying to do my best to like the 70s tunes and stay up on my feet well, I definitely was watching the cool kids from afar, like really far, like in the bathroom while getting a swirly and a wedgie. But, you know, that's okay. That's okay. I got older and now I only give myself swirlies and wedgies and I do it just for fun. So just to remember what it was like to go to the roller skating rink where I was the only guy on rollerblades at the time. I didn't oh. do skateboarding, but I also was a bit of a scoobier as we called them here in Canada. But I'll tell you what, Don, I'm jealous of you. You're doing, you're making all this stuff. You're doing the live streams. You did that unboxing. You had your daughter in for the Jaws unboxing. I got to catch some of that later. That, oh, was, that was, cool. was so fun. I can't believe it. Like, just the opportunities that come with this. You know, I'm, I'm just a guy that's having fun in pinball, honestly. It's like I'm Forrest Gumping through this thing. <laughs> but it's just, it, it's, just, it's just super fun. Oh, wait, I got another voicemail. Let's see if this one comes through. Hello, caller. Hey, everybody. It's Bug here from Spooky Pinball, and I wanted to congratulate my good friend Don Garrison on his 100th episode of Don's Pinball Podcast. 100 episodes. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Don bought about one game per episode. <laughs> incredible work, Don. 
But anyway, in all seriousness, Don, <laughs> you came onto the scene and you stole all of our hearts immediately, and we couldn't be happier that you did. Cannot wait to see what you do more in the future, sir. Gem of people there. Salt of the earth out there in Wisconsin. Holy wow. crap. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome that Bug took time out of his day just to, like, give you that cool message. Like, that's awesome. Fresh off of the phone. That was crazy. Thank you so much, Bug and Luke and, and, and Squirrel and... And rabbit and uh, and coyote and fox and hound and everybody there at Spooky Pin. I mean, I may have made some of those up, but um, yeah, the Spooky's like firing on all thirteen cylinders right now, man. Two games well, dropping. I know they're not up alphabetically, but I'm ready. To, I'm ready to chat about, chat about no, Spooky. As I said, this is in random alphabetical order. So actually, oh, random. yeah. Okay. So they, they are they are up next here. <laughs> So, God, these guys, talk about opportunities. These guys reveal a game, two games, and not 48 hours later, I'm somehow in the factory flipping these things with the freaking designer standing right next to me. Like, just completely blown away. There was no way I was leaving that factory without having two of these pre-ordered. And I'm happy to report that I kind of feel in the next couple weeks they're going to be down here at District on Arcade, Orby. That's so incredible. They, uh, I think this was a big changing year for Spooky, like... Yes, okay, when Rick and Morty came out, obviously people loved Rick and Morty. Loved Rick and Morty. I'm just saying, this particular year, they showed us that they could kill it with the marketing, they could kill it with communications, the the weekly scream and stream that Bug's doing is just, they answer almost too many questions in chat, like the opposite of AP, right? Like almost on the verge, but it's great to see that openness, it's great to see, you know, even them inviting you up to play the game so early, just... I think that they're finally figuring out how to fire on all cylinders. Uh, the artwork has been incredible. Their last couple pins. I mean, like they're just, they're figuring everything out. I think they're doing it. I haven't played spooky yet, but so you tell me, but uh, Scooby-Doo is like one of my favorite games. I play it every night that I'm down here. I've got the, the brand new topper that they're making now too. Like their games already come with some acrylic toppers, similar to what, you know, that some of the Jersey Jack games come with um included and now they even have like you know fully three-dimensional mechanistic lcd screen toppers for like still sub 1k um I, you know i'm digging it man and, and and the way that they support their games going forward like they're still updating ultraman they, they only made 500 of those you know and it's not even every anybody's like you know top 100 game maybe but they're still supporting it anyway. And like Halloween is getting code updates. Scooby-Doo is going to be supported for the next five years at least. And then they drop these two on us. Like with Halloween Ultraman, you know, they showed that they could take, you know, one layout and make two games with it. Fine. You know, copy paste the themes. These games each play so differently because there's a different team completely on each one. The inserts are even different on each one. So even though like the awesome shooting ramps are the same in each game and the mechanisms are the same, they're implemented completely different. And like up until now, I still think like maybe 12 people have played these games. Like like once these games get out and people play them, I think we're going to hear like a, a groundswell of support. Like, oh my God, Spooky's addressed every concern that we've had with their games and, and, and they took it to heart and, and they, they actioned upon it. Like, these things play me. Like, I, I went and bought both of these dang things. Like, I couldn't decide which one I wanted more. And the fact that they play so different, like, like playing Looney Tunes. Wait, 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 wait. Did you, <laughs> you bought both? I bought both of them after playing them. Shut the front door. That's so crazy. Yeah, You're so rich. Right. <laughs> you spend more in one day than I've spent on pinball in 20 years. I, but... I can't. Okay, that's a testament though to how different they are because they had totally different teams, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Honestly, you tell me this. This is my hot take of the day on Spooky. Yeah. I think they've taken over as number two. 
uh, I, 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 in sales. In sales in by number, numbers? Number of units sold. Yeah, abs- absolutely. You know, how, how many Godfathers are out there? We, we don't know. Um, you know, but uh, did they sell or did they build and sell more Scooby-Doo's than Godfather? If you told yeah. me that, I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah I think I could see probably. that. Yeah. So just the fact that that seems reasonable, mm-hmm. it's, it's probably true without knowing the numbers at all. Um, yeah. And, and for, you know, even if they're fighting neck and neck with JJP, like what great competition to be in, you know, just to be in the running. Yeah, this little tiny family uh, company from Benton, Wisconsin, that's been taken over basically by Bug, who, Bug, I love you, dude, but obviously he's a younger guy who hasn't worked for a big company like, you know, with Jersey Jack, they have multimillionaires, right? Bug was, as far as I know, wasn't born a multimillionaire. He's had to work his butt off for this. So I think that everything they're doing out there is just incredible and honestly Looney Tunes, like growing up, I think that that, I mean, I don't watch a lot of it now but like i think that it's the best shooting pin they've ever done it's my favorite artwork they've ever done the call outs are probably the best they've ever done the rule set seems to be maybe the best they've ever done if not texas chainsaw massacre so cheers to them i think this has been a pinnacle year and i think for a while we're gonna see them be the second biggest seller uh unless really unless jersey jack lowers their prices and i mean just you know the 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 stable of games they're gonna build to because even if Looney Tunes TCM doesn't sell out and Scooby-Doo doesn't sell out right now, they're still mm-hmm. on the line, and they'll be able to pivot and put them out as orders come in. So we'll probably be in a situation soon where there will be like up to four titles that you can just drop order you know, you know, know, from Spooky, and they can just you know, pivot and make them, and here you go. And if there's any issues, here you go, right? Plus, like they're not skimping on anything. Every, every wire form and ramp is even powder-coated in this game. You get a full powder coat, including the coin door. And the speaker panel. They got magnetic speaker panel graphics that are up there. Like, like, like it's game and mods, you know, complete. And for the characters that are missing from Looney Tunes, the mod community is going to have them right there for you. So, you know, somebody Sam's going in, Foghorn's going in, Pepe Le Pew is going to be in there. Whether he's on a flipper topper, whether he's spinning around. And since I'm getting both games, I might even have a Tasmanian Devil in Texas Chainsaw Massacre spinning around in the back. <laughs> Taz was my favorite, Don. I freaking love, I basically was Taz growing up. I was an ADD spaz, so I'm basically the real-life Canadian Taz. How how cool was that Tasmanian devil cartoon in the 90s, like... Like so, that was the best. They actually had a Sega video game that went yes! with it. That I spent months beating it. Yes, they had a Super Nintendo version too that I played because I was a Nintendo dude. But yeah, yes, like they did. They come to Tasmania. Welcome Tasmania. <laughs> hey Taz, <laughs> no no better way to start the day than an ass die. But that's you know, it's yeah. neither here nor there. Well, Taz, there's no better way to start the day than when a nice cool glass of orange juice get the body started. Like I love Taz's dad in that cartoon. Fuck man, I want cool, cool AF. I know DVDs aren't a thing, but I want to go watch some Tasmanian episodes because and and like that was an ensemble cartoon show too. Like there was other characters in there too. Um, it was almost like Animaniacs with like the other like side characters that would come in. And to yeah, this day, Gar- Garfield and Friends, where they went back and forth, right? Oh yeah, U.S. Acres was in there um, with all the farm animals and stuff. Orson the pig, um, mm-hmm. what, whatever Sheldon the the duck that was still in the shell. Or he was a uh, Wade was the duck. Uh, Sheldon was a chick. Anyway, um, to this day, my wife is still every time like we interact with Spooky at all. She's like, guys, I'm just gonna say it again. Animaniacs, you know, Warner Brothers, go get the license. All the characters. Good idea. Bad idea. Come on. I can hear the song in my head. Fucking between uh, Animaniac characters, between the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister dot 
And just for fun, they run around the Warner movie lot. Pinky and the Brain, just those two alone could support a whole machine. You know, let alone um, you know the the slappy squirrel and uh, good idea, bad idea, and uh, just everything else, man. Like I would love to, dude. I would pay cash money right now. Animaniacs pinball machine, mortgage the house, divorce the family. I want it. I want that game. Ducktales, come on, Rescue Rangers, Ducktales, dude. If they, I swear, if, if they venture into Disney and they start making pinball machines based on Disney theme park rides, like Haunted Mansion, the ride. Pinball machine, Jesus H F, dude. Like, like I'm gonna you know, play in a Doom buggy. All the lore of the haunted mansion, all the the three yeah. different mansions that exist around the world, brother. Hitchhiking Here's ghosts. Oh. All these, all these themes you're talking about, Don. I just heard Dave Fix say how expensive. Like, oh, it's a million. Do- all these licenses are probably not very expensive. They're not expensive like the Beatles. They're not even expensive mm-hmm. like Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. I bet you can get those licenses for a fraction of a million. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Those licenses are. Not, I'm not going to call them. They're not dead. They still have nostalgia. But I mean, those licenses. The, that's the wheelhouse. Cern's not going to go after Ducktales. Let, let you me know tell you. I mean? Let me tell you this: the the Disney theme park fan base is seventy times the size of the pinball fan base, probably more. So if and you made a haunted, money. if you made a thousand haunted mansion pinball machines, they would be sold in a second to just Disney park nerds that would put it in their basement, not even touch it, just because it had hitchhiking ghosts up on the topper and Madame Leota within the the the, the sphere there. So if they had did things like like haunted mansion, a Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean, like the ride, brother, dude, you would, forget the pinball people, like Disney <laughs> park people would sell out that entire production run. Well, they they love the limited edition stuff. I know even recently in Magic the Gathering, there's a game very similar to that. That's Lorcana for Disney, and those boxes went to like from fifty bucks a box to five hundred dollars a box right before Christmas. The Disney people are crazy. They will spend the money. It doesn't matter what it is. People are that paying. Said, people are paying scalper I don't prices see go for those. I want to see the small companies go for those type of titles. I haven't seen scalpers or people pay scalper prices for popcorn buckets. People wait hours in lines to sell out the entire popcorn bucket run for Figment at Epcot, and then they go for hundreds of dollars online. Like, the market is there, dude. Like, a major expansion for anybody that wants to take on Disney, like, theme park licenses. Forget your licensing the movies. Forget that. Just the theme park ride itself. Oh, my God. I would buy every single one. Well, I mean... I hear, I hear what you're saying. It's so specialized. It's just there's all these licenses out there that I guarantee you are well under 100K that I'd like to see all the companies except for Stern going for. You don't have to get a million-dollar license. You don't need a $500,000 license. But look at Barrels of Fun. Uh, you know, I'm going to guess they paid only a fraction of that. And Labyrinth, at least it has that nostalgia. It has the David Bowie connection in songs. And then it has, obviously, you know, if you love Muppet Babies, you're going to love Labyrinth. If you oh, dude. Fraggle Rock, anything anything Jim Henson, there's your Jim Henson machine, right? Like, so that's what they did. That was the perfect size theme for Barrels of Fun to go I love for. It. for the very first let's, time. let's talk about Barrels of Fun. They're next in the uh, random alphabetical order. Okay. I just got invoiced this past week for Labyrinth. Blowing my mind. I ordered that game when it dropped. I FOMO'd. I'm like, these are going to sell out or whatever. Went in on it, you know, got the topper. And then I went and played it. And oh my God, that game plays amazing. I played it with Bo and Karens. 
I'm Get playing out. a two-player game with Bowen Karens. I'm live streaming this game at Expo on my YouTube channel. Holy crap, what an experience that was. And I'm watching this dude make like every single shot he's doing. Like it's nothing. Like it, it was blowing my mind to what's uh, what's capable within pinball. Like it was magical to watch. This dude death saved from the left out lane. The ball went in the left out lane. He shifted the machine, knocked it into the right out lane, and then death I saved from there. Poo, dude, I've never seen anything like that before. It's like like it's nothing. And like the the modes of this game, there. So this is a Jim Henson pinball machine. You know, some people say like, well, Labyrinth doesn't really appeal to me. I, don't, I never saw the movie. I'm not into it. Forget that. This is a movie loaded with Muppets. Let alone David freaking Bowie. Let alone, so there's awesome music, but this is a the first Muppet machine, and, and like that that is incredible. And not only to mention, you know, if you've seen the 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 MythBusters uh, guy video, the Adam Savage uh, yes. makeover yeah. thing, like like he gets it. Like there's three Muppet sculpts on the topper that are like light up, move slightly, and talk to you. I, I can't wait to just do that for hours at a time in my downstairs basement. Please give me my labyrinth. I can't wait for it. The the wire forms do fun things. There, there's fun little hidden shots there. Ludo pops up out of the sculpt of the damn village. Yes, Johnny crapped at all the art on not only the art blades, the outside of the cabinet, the back glass, but the the play field. Like I know you haven't stood in front of this machine yet, but like when you do, like it, there's three dimensional depth created throughout the entirety of the machine. Let alone there's an LCD screen in the spot of the dot matrix display and Circus Voltaire at the back there that extends the sight lines into this world. Like I hate the, the cliche term world under glass, but like, this is it, dude, this is it. Labyrinth. I can't wait. They, uh, you know, here's the funny part. Here's the funny part. It's their first machine. This is their rookie fucking card. Like dude. they knocked it. I'm sorry, Franchi. I don't want to piss off Franchi, but they knocked it out of the park. He doesn't like when people say that, but man, for their mm-hmm. first pin, if these guys get, I would say Labyrinth is like, you know, a B level title. If these guys even get to like an A minus or something, it doesn't even matter. Like with what they've learned from this first pin, if they build on it just slightly, their second one, watch out. Like, I'm going to say it right here. Watch out, JJP, and watch out, Spooky. Barrels is coming for you. Dude, if they're, doing, if they're doing fifth element with full Bruce Willis assets, come on. Dude, if, and if they have this relationship with the Jim Henson company and can bring, like, the Muppet show with, like, those classic episodes into the game, forget it, dude. Just game I, over. I want to su- subscribe. A- 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 like so that that when we talk about Galactic Tank Force and you know it's ninety five hundred dollar deluxe edition, it's fine, but it's competing against stuff like this. And, and so you know if you've got the ten grand to spend on a machine with tax and shipping, you know you're looking at Galactic Tank Force and and, and pounding fudge versus you know getting Labyrinth and David Bowie in your downstairs. Like that is the power of the license. That's why it matters. You know I get that it's cheaper to produce and there's better margins with original IP. But come on, like, that's what the competition is, you know? So as good as Galactic Tank Force is fun to shoot, dude. I, I play it on location when it's working. Um, but, you know, I don't think it can compete <laughs> against Jaws. Because I'm looking at, you know, if you've got ten grand right now, you've got Jaws Premium, you've got Labyrinth, you've got uh, uh, the, the two great titles hitting different markets with Spooky, let alone JJP and what they're doing with their Dazzle Box. You know, versus like we're gonna have like Pokemon later in the year. We're gonna have Dungeons and Dragons. We're gonna have John Wick. We're gonna have Dutch Pinball's gonna come out with Back to the Future. Like, how do you take your money away from all of those 
and put it towards Galactic Tank Force. You know, yeah, it shoots fun, it's kooky, it's different, but like, you know, if you've got the money, like, how are you not in on one of those other ones? The, the pull is too strong. Yeah, there's not enough money left in the pool. I, I would think the main people that would be buying Galactic Tank Force at this time would be small little niche pinball bars that A, have a good maintenance guy working there, and B, that just want to be the only place in the area that can say they have Galactic Tank Force. In- because overall, Galactic Tank Force is probably more rare. It's more rare than Labyrinth. There's no way they sold more than Labyrinth. It's it's going to be the rarest machine probably that came out last year, except for freaking Elements or something, right? Like <laughs> I played elements. I played elements. Element. You yeah. Up, you put your money down right away, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I can't wait for my, my deluxe engraved edition of elements. It had elements of greatness. It's got elements of my blood literally in that machine. Um, cause you know, now I, I was playing with, I was playing with the laser cut our, uh, side rails on one of the ramps. I did slice my finger a little bit. Um, but oh, so, so okay. I can say that some of my blood has gone into the production of that machine. I thought you were joking because it was so painful to play, but you're being <laughs> no, no, yeah, then the glass off. The dude is oh man, pinball adventures, guys, guys got a got a vision. He's making it happen. Whether he sells six machines or six hundred, he's still going to be happy. Bless him, bless the dude. Well, uh, that was probably honestly, if, if I know you weren't going to ask me, but I'm going to tell you anyways, we're doing some hot takes here. The only time I disagreed with you on any of your shows when you were like, yeah, I kind of like pinball adventures. Yeah. (laughs) What was that other game that, that no one bought or that one person bought, but it didn't work. Punny factory. Let's get into that in just, just, just one second. Punny factory is absolutely a game that happened. Um, there was a debacle with uh, play field issues, some fighting back and forth. Todd Tucky's roof was involved. And oh, yes. <laughs> it, the, the, the pin that almost went off a roof? <laughs> almost. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I will say, I played Punny Factory. I think it was the first person to live stream it on location. That was like, it's been an incredible year, man, let me tell you. First and only. I, I think, uh, probably true. I, I think <laughs> it, it shoots just fine. You know, it's not as, as, as cerebrally complex as Elvira House of Horrors, but the shots didn't feel bad. I had fun playing it. You know, you don't have to buy it if you don't want to, but it's a fun game. I think you played on location. If I had a location... How many did they sell, do you think, if you're being kind? Um, <laughs> well, I think number seven engraved is for sale right now, direct from the company. Okay, so, so they, sold, they sold six and five don't work. Well, I, I don't know about that. I know that one had it worked. It's just there was some playfield scratching issues. How they happened, who knows? We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. The thing is, like, I as a Canadian, I want a Can. It's the same thing with yeah, AP. Yeah, like I want more Canadian companies to be successful. I just my whole thought was, unfortunately, I've been in pinball for a while now, and I was there for the whole book debacle, and I thought. If you have issues printing a book, maybe making pinball machines isn't your thing. But at the same time, they made a shootable pinball machine with a beautiful Canadian maple playfield. Much so. better than I have. You know, and let's you know, maybe he keeps making games and maybe they, they sell sub twenty five, but then, you know, maybe five games from now he's really cooking and making some sweet stuff. You're like that could happen. I hope that's true. I hope that, I hope you're right. I hope I hope Don and I are talking on Don's 500th episode in 2030. We're like, can you believe that? 
Pinball Adventures sells more pins now than Jersey Jack and Stern combined. Like that, who wow, would have saw them coming? Made. Remember the days of Elements <laughs> cutting people's fingers, and now it's <laughs> Elements Two is burning up the charts. You know they got Taylor Swift doing their callouts. It's it's incredible. <laughs> You're a little bit of a Swifty. You're nifty for Swifty, dude. I would I could talk about. So oh, I got another voicemail message. Let's get to that. Hey, Don, congratulations on episode number 100. Keep it up, man. You're killing it. Thank you, Doug Puerta. Man, that was a quick one. Appreciate it, sir. Man, I, I love the fans here, dude. The, fan, the fans are dope. Um, Thanks, so Taylor Swift would be an awesome pinball machine. Um, it would be inclusive. It would uh, bring more women into the hobby. It would, it would showcase more fe- feminine-led themes. And even though, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I don't listen to Taylor Swift, like, constantly, I think it would be good for pinball. And, you know, it's another game that you wouldn't have to sell a thousand of them to the pin side groups because the, the Taylor Swift fans with cash would come out and purchase this thing, you know? I really think that we need either a hip hop pin, a pop yes. pin, or, or at the very least, I don't, I don't really care if it's Lady Gaga or if it's Taylor Swift. Um, we need a female. We've had too many rock bands that are just dudes. Even a rock band that's like a, a, a woman-led rock band would be rad, right? Like, even right now, I can't stop listening to this new punk band called the Linda Lindas, right? They're yeah. the incre- incredible four Asian young pump, punk pop chicks that are making awesome music. Like, we need something that's a female-driven game. So, so, so we needed so, it five years ago. We need the Lilith Fair, the pinball adventure is what we need. Okay, Lilith Fair. <laughs> There. You've gone oh, too far, Don. I got some Katie Lang love deep in my heart, baby. <laughs> no, I'm Canadian, and I don't even want a Shania T- Twain or, or uh, hey, like Katie Orby, Lang. Or, Orby, uh, Orby, come to my window. <laughs> I don't want to come to your window. <laughs> bring, bring some, bring some four non blondes with you. What do you do? <laughs> like, you know what? I got to give props where props is due, and I know we're not on Stern yet, but it was really cool to see. Like every other pinball machine that's came out was like I'm 43, okay. Mm-hmm. My mom, my mom was very smart. When she got rid of my dad, she married much younger, and my much younger dad was like half my stepdad. Ian was yeah. halfway between yeah. my age and my mom's age, and so like he listened to a shit ton of the bands you'd hear now on you know from Stern, like from ACDC to Aerosmith. Um, he didn't really listen to Maiden, but probably every other pinball machine they came with out with up until Foo Fighters, he loved those bands. So of course you're not going to love the same bands that your stepdad makes you listen to all the time, but he hated the Foo Fighters and he hated <laughs> Nirvana and he hated grunge music. Whoa. And that's why I'm so glad finally that Stern came out with a band that came out out in the nineties instead love of the seventies or eighties for once. Dude, I would love some grunge pinball. Um, I would love some hip hop. Seriously, like, give me some Death Row records. Give me like Dre and Snoop Machine. Put the thing on hydraulics if you need to. But like, Eminem. drop that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you, can't can't lie, can't lie, Eminem. Um, I would love me some Cypress Hill from someone like Spooky Pinball. But we'll, yeah. I know who you want, Don. Oh yes, yes. Insane clown posse. ICP baby, dude. The Juggalo Machine. Hell yes. Hell to the yes like like the lore that exists within that subculture um now the problem is that most juggalos can't afford bail let alone a pinball machine because i met them they're my people man <laughs> so like that's not the market you want to cater to you know they got 110 dollars for a jersey and like 50 bucks for for bail and that's about it um so i don't know that that, that they would you know fund a ten thousand dollar machine but 
you know, damn it, if I get to making homebrew machines, it's on my damn list. Well, I mean, Beastie Boys would be great too. Um, Snoop Dogg and Eminem, like yeah. a nice collab like that. Snoop Dogg was on um, Jay Leno's, uh, like a show where they're raffling off a car, and Snoop Dogg was on there talking about his pinball machines, and he went over and played a game with Jay Leno. Yeah. And then Eminem was in, you know, that video from last year. You could, you know, he's talking about pinball, and they actually show an animation of a pinball, the Snoop Dogg Eminem collab with all the smoke in the studio. And, uh, and then at the same time, Eminem's had now like, three different covers that had, you know, different variations of pinball machines with the scoring and the words. I mean, so, and, and, and also I've seen Eminem uh, has a really cool arcade at home. He hasn't shown it for about, he hasn't updated it since like 2019 online, but he obviously is huge, massive into pinball. Like what a better, you know, what a better dude to have back behind your, your pinball game. What are you pouring there, Don? I got to ask. Hip, drink hypnotic. I sip hypnotic till my blood is falling. I'm pissing. Yeah. So it, it, it's the turquoise liqueur. Uh, du jour, because this is episode 100, and this is what we do. we got to get to uh, another shout-out here. Who do we got on the fa- and the voicemail message? Right, one shout-out to uh, the fellow medical uh, pinball enthusiast, Don. Well, that part's so we true. we want to congratulate you on the blazing fast speed you got to 100 episodes. This sounds like loser kid. So slow down, though, boy. Yeah, you're going yeah. so fast. Uh, you're going to get 1,000 by the end of the year. So, again, congratulations, and welcome to the club. <laughs> Yeah, well, like it took us four years to get to a hundred, and you made it in like a year. So, yeah, nice. Josh Roop, what's yeah. up? Time to take a break and put your feet up, dude, or, or play more pinball. <laughs> no, no, I don't keep, know. no, talk more, talk more. You obviously yeah. love to. Yeah, definitely. Congrats, Don. Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. What a couple of gems of the industry those two guys are. Man, man, I. I love both those dudes. They ran that really cool charity there last year as well. I think at Expo. Um, honestly, the only th- I'm a little jelly because they've done a lot of these Keith Elwin interviews. Like uh, they must have like his personal line to his secretary or something. But um, no, those guys are both great. The only thing is, I heard them say like they're connected to you in the medical industry. Yeah. But the weird part is, you were on the Pinball Nerds podcast and you told me straight up that you are the top manager of the local burger king so i don't know what they're talking about this medical stuff yeah yeah they must have got some wires crossed or something because i'm clearly like lead shift manager uh, of the night shift at the burger king we, we flipping whoppers homie so you know it, you know no, it, i i love josh and scott <laughs> shout out to those guys they honestly they do what i think is originally when i first listened to them maybe i was like okay like who are these new dudes maybe i wasn't you know their biggest fans but i have still to this day never missed listening to a single solitary episode never missed and it. honestly they do the best i would say with christian line with all due respect with christian line no mm-hmm. no longer being at saps all the time with them only doing you know one or two interviews a year i would say they're the best interview show show in the game right now wouldn't you i would call them winner kid pinball i don't know i don't know about calling him loser kid i think it's too self-deprecating everybody loves a winner <laughs> josh and scott are winners too they're winners oh who else do we got here in the voicemail messages hey don it's sterling from balls of steel pinball sterling i just wanted to congratulate you on episode 100 what a cool guy i just want to say thanks for staying positive staying out of the drama and we're all looking forward to the next 100 episodes from you. Also, can't wait to hang out at the TPF booth, man. It's going to be a great time. So, anyway, talk to you soon. Later, buddy. Bye. Ah, oh, thank you, sir. Balls of Steel Pinball running tournaments down in the Georgia region. Killing it. 
making modifications as well, selling games, having a good time. Can't wait to hang out with my boy Sterling. So me and Sterling at TPF are co-sharing a booth. We're going to have our own damn booth at TPF. Orbital Albert, you've got to get out here. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be having the new banner for display for sale, new t-shirts, trans lights. I might even be dressed up cosplaying as my character on the banner. Oh my god. I will tell no one. Do you okay, wait, you don't yeah. even know this lore, do you? You don't know this lore. Bring it to me. So what? Many, many, many years ago, the thing wait, I can't even say this. Okay. Someone who may or may not have been a pin turn for my show may or may not have worn a costume very similar to the thing you showed me uh-huh. at the Twippy Award show. To run up and and accept an award. Nice. You so didn't know this. There's precedent. Well, yes. All right. But uh, here's the good news: is uh, it's it's an awesome person in pinball. They're actually part of the poor man's pinball tribe. Ah. Or at least they used to be. They used to be. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I'm There's intrigued by the three tribe. People on earth who know what the hell I'm talking about. So Very good. Now, but. This is. I'm very excited for TPF for you, and I can't make it this year because I'm going to nationals. Oh well, and I'm going to Expo. You're going to see me at nationals, Don, and I'll see a whole bunch of people at Expo. TPF is just too expensive and too far to drive. As it's long like as I'm not banned hours. from Expo, I'm for sure there. I've got I've got a hotel you're room at least. Banned. Well, you're not banned. We'll see. I, I'm, I 100. If if need be, I have Dave Fix's cell phone number, brah. I will be like I'll go. I do. I have a cell phone number. I'll go to bat for you. I'll say Don is a good guy. Thank you, you sir. You legitimately just gave a a very balanced critique, and that's all you did. All right. So we love you, buddy. You're going to you're going to Expo. I yeah. I can't wait. Um. <laughs> oh wait. I got a, I got a flashing message here. Let me just get this out of the way. Probably some loser. Hey. Oh. This is an audio hey, Don, message. Franchi. You know, I was uh, just sitting here going through your back episodes, and I realized. You've done 100 episodes in just a little over a year. That's not a hobby, sir. That's a problem. It's a condition. It's like some sort of funky audio pinball rash that you keep scratching. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Congrats on 100 episodes, a feat I will never reach because I spend too much damn time editing. But I admire your balls out, freewheeling, hair in the wind podcasting technique. Here's to 100 more. Cheers, buddy. See ya. Pinball podcast. Fuck yeah! Oh, it, it only took Franchi seven hours to edit and record that. <laughs> big Daddy Franchi in the house. That was amazing. I'm just kidding, Chris. I'm just kidding. Dude, I'm just messing with you. The, gra- awesome. the greatest awesome. bit of shade was just shaved by by Bug Stream and Stream the other day. Uh, Franchi had posted something about Galactic Tank Force, and he's like, you know, who doesn't want to buy this game? And like Bug was on there, like, you know, maybe if it had different artwork, I'd get one. <laughs> That's the one thing that's not wrong with that pin. Come on. Savage. Oh, it's so great. It's so great. Love it. Nobody is complaining about Galactic Tank Force because of the art. The art is amazing. Captain Cayenne lives in my dreams. My tangerine or clementine dreams. Amazing. Okay, Don. Artists are not sensitive people. That would have rolled off a duck's back for Franchi. (laughs) I'm I'm absolutely 100% positive. I've never been more positive at anything in my life, sir. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I love Chris. All his artwork is great. I every podcast Bear. I've honestly like his podcast and Silver Ball Chronicles are the two I go back and listen to over and over. So it is a crime that Dutch Pinball didn't use his updated art for the twenty fifth anniversary of Lebowski. It is completely amazing. Fail. Amazing. Like like the side of the cabinet had the dude reclining in the back of the limo holding his white Russian and like 
I want that as a banner. I want to Photoshop my head on the dude and put it on the wall. Like that criminal. How are you not ordained? Criminal. How are you not ordained yet? I don't know, sir. I've been ordained know. for 14 years. Come on, get with it. It's easy. It's free. Go to dudism.com. Speaking of Dutch pinball, what's up with Back to the Future? When's that coming out? I don't know, but I'm getting my DeLorean and getting to 88 miles an hour to go buy it. I've got my Big Lebowski pinball machine over here. I've got a pre-order with the electric playground for the Big Lebowski topper. I still haven't seen from Lior where his Lebowski topper was at. I talked to Lior about two months ago, and I'm like, brother, Lebowski topper heard rumors, and he he just said soon. But then, then his country kind of blew up and got invaded and went into war. So I think that's probably slowing things up a bit. But that's Probably a good excuse, I'd say. But Electric Playground sold out of all 100 of their limited edition Lebowski toppers. I got myself one. Those are going to production soon. Those are some solid dudes down there in, in St. Louis. Um, I can't wait to see what they come out with next. That All they had to do was the Twilight Zone topper with the ball that leaves the clock and rolls down the wire form. Like, mind-blowing, dude. That's like next-level stuff. Balls on the... Forget the shark eating the ball. We're talking about the ball on the topper rolls around in the Twilight Zone, the eye of the Illuminati shines on. Love those guys. Love what they do. Only 100 of these toppers were going to be made, and they, they're completely sold out. Love it. Congratulations to you guys. Amazing. I'm not going to lie, Don. Like, obviously, I think you're, uh, you know, managing a Burger King. You're in a different pay grade than a homesteader. But so I don't, <laughs> I'm not really into toppers. You know what one topper is for me, Don? That's 1,000 games I get to go play in Moncton with my friends or my family out at arcades. Okay, maybe not 1,000 games because I'm buying craft beer and, 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 you know, I'm a foodie, so I'm there getting Moncton the sounds like the burgers. most glamorous place in the world. Like, I just picture Moncton, and I'm looking at, like, azure-colored seas and... And white sand beaches and women with my ties. No, it's mostly tabernacle. A lot of smokers. Oh, vraiment? Their fashionable clothing and, and even some of the pinball places. They, I, oh my God, if you only speak English, I'm not even going to lie. Sometimes you feel like you're getting looked down on. I'm serious. Oh, man. So I have to uh, brush up on my Francais uh, when I go there. So I could be, je voudrais on joue uh, pinball de flippant et avec moi, si soit. Um, <laughs> but it's Canadian French, though. I don't know. I, I've got like France French. I don't know Canadian it's French. Enough. It's similar enough. Okay. It sucks either way. I don't care which one it is. So, like, like, do I have an open invite to come into uh, Prince Edward Island and hang out with y'all? I live in Nova Scotia, but I'm close to Prince Edward Island. But Same no. thing, right? Halifax, Here's right? Thing, Don, it's not just for you. It's not just for all your listeners. It's not just for all my listeners. If anyone comes to Nova Scotia, look... You don't, I'm not going to invite you to stay at my house per se, but I will give you the tour of Halifax. I'll give you the tour of Moncton. I'll give you the tour of Charlottetown. You can see the largest pinball arcade in all Canada with honestly the coolest, weirdest pins you've ever seen. Like this is, I don't even think he owns one Stern. It's insane. The games that this man has on location there. You've never seen on location. We have Um, got to make this happen. Come visit, either bring the fam if you'd like, or don't. Uh, if it's just you, you legitimately can have this beautiful uh, pull-out couch here I'm on. It actually pulls out to a king-size bed that's yes. pretty freaking comfy. But if not, you can just simply, you know, go to the, I don't know, there's like a whatever. They probably have them there in the U.S., like a Hilton that has the largest water slide on the east coast of Canada. Love it. Like 20 minutes up the road from me. Or you can stay in a castle 45 minutes away from me in Moncton, like where Danielle and I stayed for our anniversary. So, no, come visit. I'm east sold. Coast is great. There's lots of stuff to do. Just don't come in the winter. It sucks right now. Yeah. Which brings us to, I don't know, another voicemail message. Who do we got? 
Hey, Don, congratulations on your 100th show. Thank you, sir. This is Down South Pinball. Yes. John Tomberlin. Just John wanted Tomberlin. to uh, can tell you congratulations. Love I it. remember when you first started and you had about 10 listeners. I was two of them. I was both logged on <laughs> as Down South and logged in as myself so that we could get your numbers up early on because we knew you were going to be awesome. Thanks for the wonderful year that it's been, the last year that, that ride that, to getting you to 100. Love your content. Love your uh, your, your craziness in the, uh, in the pinball uh, industry here and love listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work and uh, keep being your quirky self. We love you. And uh, congratulations on hitting 100 episodes. Take care, man. Bye-bye. John Tomberlin, thank you so much for the kind words. You are the salt of the earth, sir. Hey, Down South Pinball gave me an awesome shout-out for the 100th. Man, how, how fortunate am I to be in this position to have, like, so many cool people, like, just, you know, to interact with, let alone rooting for me, you know? Love it. Love it. Don, your podcast is everything I wish mine was. Like, you <laughs> hardly ever have any filler words. You know what I mean? Like you you have a clear, concise path. If you say you're going to have a 20 minute pod, you have a 20 minute pod. Like you don't go off topic as much, even though the other day, episode 99, you did do a good 20 minutes of non pinball content near the end. I was like, Oh, there's a little Orby there. That <laughs> was fun. Yeah. I had to shut you out. You know, so I was channeling you, sir, from Hib- River Hibberts, Nova Scotia. Um, well, I can't believe that I get to come see you at nationals as well. So that's coming up in, uh, like uh, March 7th, that's like a month from right now. I'm yeah. going to get to hang out with you, hopefully, at Lumberjack Johnny's if I'll, you don't play in the Pin Masters. I'm putting you on the spot, sir. You've got an open invite to District Don Arcade here. I know you've only played one ball on Stranger Things. I've got a Stranger Things premium behind me that is in immaculate condition, upgraded projector material. Um, it's got my own shooter rod that I made for it. Like, you've got to come and play this thing. Uh, how far of a drive is it from District 82? 45 and, minutes, uh, plus or minus 40 minutes. There? What's that? 45 minutes plus or minus 40 minutes. Okay, so the traffic is a thing is what you're saying, I think? No, it's 90 minutes, but I'm trying to encourage you to get here. I'll give well, you a ride if you're not going to have a rental car. No, 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 no. I'm flying into Toronto, then I'm getting a rental car, hopefully. Toronto? So, yes, Toronto's only like 120 bucks to fly to, and it's only a 10-hour drive. And get this, I just looked it up on the map. I'm going to have to drive through Chicago. Why I've never been to Chicago. Why That's don't incredible. you? Why don't you just fly to Chicago? How is that not more expensive than Toronto? Chicago's like seven hundred dollars. Even if I f- drove to Detroit, then I flew to um, what's north of De Pere, uh Green Bay. Big- Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay is still like three hundred bucks there and three hundred bucks back. Canadian. I, I can't believe Chicago is not like a three hundred dollar round trip ticket for you. Nobody from the East Coast is flying to Chicago, like of, of Canada. Well, you got to connect through drive, Toronto, right? I could drive to New York City in like 12 hours, and then I could fly for 50 bucks to Green Bay. Or like 80 bucks or something crazy. It was yeah. cheap, right? Yeah. Or Chicago. I could fly to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Chicago's how far from Green Bay? Like three hours? Yeah, hours? about three hours. Yeah, straight up the interstate. Well, okay. either way, you know, if you're going through Chicago, you could make a small detour and stop by for a little bit. Well, the only problem is the flight gets in at noon on the 6th, and I have to be there to play my first round in the morning of the 7th. All right. All right. So unless, unless I'm sleeping over on your couch or something. Absolutely. Like, I've got so many places to sleep over here, sir. I live in a, a McMansion now. Okay. You well, can... I will have to leave very early in the morning. You're like, Orby is gone. Just pew. But maybe. Right. I'll, I'll give you a hard maybe on the show. How about that? 
Which brings us to home pin. They're up next. So do you have oh, a, how many uh, how many spinal taps you have pre-ordered, sir? Um, zero, zero. However, I think that a it was a good theme for their size company. Well, okay. No, it's a good. It, it's better than no theme. It's better than no theme. B, didn't they do like a minor price decrease? I have not been following them close enough to even understand or notice that. Okay. Maybe. And see, obviously no one's buying it, and that's why they did the price increase. But they went to like $9,500, dude. And like, uh, it's got like no assets on the screen. It just plays the same trailer over and over. Also, I heard that there was so much trouble hitting the center ramp that they've now decided to move the spinner and put an upper flipper in it. <laughs> what? How do you get this far to production and then decide to put an upper flipper in your game? Wow. <laughs> Still better than pinball adventures elements anyways. Now it's built for people by, by the companies on a mission that don't like pinball. So if you want a pinball machine for people that don't like pinball, it's right here. And this is Tap. <laughs> that interview. Okay. I'm going to say this because we're just interview of the century. That was wild. That was the most wild interview since, um, Python Angelo. Probably that was the last, like, 15 years ago on Topcast or something like that was the last time there was a pinball interview as wild as that one on TPN like, listener. If you missed the Aussie pinball podcast with, with that John guy from home pin, go look it up. I was driving through the Swiss countryside. I left Zermatt, Switzerland. <laughs> I was at the Matterhorn. I'm driving through these picturesque valleys and everything, listening to this interview, losing my GD mind about the stuff this guy was saying. Holy crap. I was driving through Bern, Switzerland, stuck in traffic, listening to the guy rant about home pin, how much Americans suck and how much people, uh, you know, PayPal scam him for circuit boards or some crap. It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> I honestly, Dr. John somehow got through that interview without breaking out in laughter. I was like, cheers to you, buddy. Cause <sighs> I couldn't have got through that interview. Brother needs honestly, a twippy was, for like the okay, best interview. interview. The Kimball Adventures guy was kind of like, a little bit, you know, it was up there. I'll give it in the top five. Thank you, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, the Aussie Pinball Podcast, you win. I for Hope sure sold. He if he if there was like one percent of the pinball community who didn't hate Hopin, it's now zero. It's zero. <laughs> That's what happened. Congratulations, you did the opposite of market. Andrew from Punny Factory never pissed off an entire market country of nope, pinball machines 99.9 so <laughs> you win the worst marketing of the year let's so where 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 is the fundraiser to raise money to get a uh a, a spinal tap and throw it off a of tataki's roof let's start it let's start it between john's pinball podcast and pinball nerds podcast we can raise enough money to get a spinal tap and and Let's make it for charity. Though. Forget Let's donating sure- money to pinball uh, project pinball. Let's donate money to throw a spinal tap off of Todd Tucky's roof. Four children in hospitals. Let's just raise money to help a company we hate. That's the real way to do it. I'm going to put a line right through a home pin because I'm going to call that covered. Uh, Hexa pinball. Uh, our friends from France. Uh, Hexa pinball from Lexagon. Come on. Have the space hunt. The jeu de flipper premiere. Space what? Space you... con- space hunt. Oh, I thought you said the letter K there. Oh, space geez. hunt. Okay, all right. So this is but... a game. All right. So like of the the all the games of 2023, I played them all except for two of them. 
uh, Spinal mm. Tap, which can go run and jump off of Todd Tuggy's roof, and and Hexa Pinball's Space Hunt. Space Hunt has an absolute banger of a song, and I'm working with Mad Pinball to try to get one of these imported into the U.S. that we can tour around and let people actually play, because to date, like, a Space Hunt has not made it to the United States shores. I would love to be, like, if I can help bring one here so we can at least play this damn game, play as Spherus, the hero of Hexa Pinball, um, and, and bring it to the U.S. and play it. I, I want to make it happen if it's at all possible. This game is so burgundy and pink-looking, which perfectly fits into the theme of Le Vie en Rose uh, from Toulouse, France, which is where the, the Bordeaux region, which is where the Hexa Pinball comes from. It all makes sense if you understand French culture. Uh, I can't wait to finally play this game. Um, so Hexa Pinball salutes, mes amis, uh, pour les flippers du jeu. Um, and I want to play that damn stuff. <laughs> all right well, don and i both drank at the same time i know dead air is like the worst thing for a podcast but hexa is the one company i always have an opinion about everything hexa is the one that like okay the song was incredible incredible your shots look definitely unique i'm not gonna say it looks like it has flow it's more of a stop and go but like i don't know i haven't seen it live streamed i haven't seen anyone talk about it ever again i would need to watch a live stream i'd probably need to flip it you know what I mean? Like high level talks, know. high level talks are going on right now with Hexa Pinball. I'm involved okay. in them. So let me put it on the list. If there's a Dad, way to make it happen, run. we're going to make it happen. I can't wait to live stream that burgundy box. Okay. I'll give you a shout out on the show. Let's do it. Yes. Come All on, right. Hexa. Hexa. It's Don's 100 show. Send this man a machine to flip. He'll sell it for you after to whomever buys it. Am I right, Don? You'll ship it up nice and send it if someone here buys it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, sir. Yes, go. yes. We need to bring it in. There, there's some things that need to sure. happen before they can it. happen, but we are with the wheels are moving, sir. Wheels are in progress. All right. We've put it on long enough. Let's get to the market share leader. Let's talk about the next person on the voicemail. What do we got? Oh. Some fanfare. Hello, John. This is Frank from Cap Custom in Spain. Oh! I just want to say congratulations for 100 episodes and telling you're going to need a bill. Wait, just kidding. Thank you for supporting the pinball community and everything you're doing, man. You're doing awesome. I got to say, my, my popularity among the French contingent continues to rise, and I couldn't be happier. I love the, the nation of France. I've been going there every summer. Um, I'm trying to improve my French. I just love it there. I was cruising through the Champagne region of France as just some dirtbag from the U.S. Like, can I even afford to be here? Like, what a cool, what a cool place and space that is. Um, love that. So that was my buddy Frank from Cab Custom. He's got a company that makes custom cut, laser cut, plasma cut pinball side armor. He he he's the one that got me my my Star Wars LE styled armor for my Star Wars Premium. I love it so damn much. I'm a customer wow. of his. I love his laser cut armor. I've ordered the Jaws armor already. Like you know, Stern doesn't even have it available, so he's got it, and for less than what Stern would be charging. I powder coated here in the U.S. Frank, mes amis, avec pinball, avec flipper, uh, 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 bonsoir, monsieur. <laughs> All here, mes amis. Yeah. Um, 
honestly, like sometimes I think we get painted in a little box here in North America and we forget how big pinball is huge. Pinball mm-hmm. isn't just big in Europe. We don't just call North America. We say, you know, USA, America, United yeah. States, whatever, Canada, uh, maple syrup dorks, whatever you want to call us, bunch of hosers, right? <laughs> bunch of moose-sucking, maple syrup-drenched, <laughs> yeah. Molson swilling. Honestly, European pinball, since I've got into pinball and, and watching professional pinball about eight years ago, it's just taken off. And, like, now you see top-ranked players from – you know, Scandinavia, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, all the way through the UK, you got the Neil McCrae's and such, but you know, even in France, it's big in Holland. When I was over in Holland, vis- visiting friends and family, almost every cafe you went into every little laundromat, there's one or two pins in the corner. You wouldn't see a street fighter. You wouldn't see an arcade game. You'd see a pinball machine in the corner of the arcade. We know and what you were doing in Holland, sir. Our, our Australian friends. It's huge there too, right? Yes. I can't wait to go down under shout out to my boy, Louie. Down there, he's always on my live streams from the land down under. I, I can't wait to get down there and plunder Australia. My wife and I, Monica, um, we're both very excited. We can't wait to get to Australia. It's been on the list for too long. We need to get down there. And now I've got a lot of pin friends Let's down there, too. Let's Don. We'll bring our wives. It'll be a whole thing. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. And then when we go to Amsterdam, we'll, we'll leave the wives. And- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm only, I'm only partially kidding there, sweetums. Don, Don is, some people listening might think that Don got excited for that red light district, but I know this guy, he's a family man first. Don's just excited for the space cake, am I right? I'm like, I'm such a nerd. The first time you I went to Amsterdam, cake. I walked right through the red light district on my way to, mm-hmm. to Dam Square so I could go find this, uh, the, the Amsterdam dungeon because they had an indoor roller coaster in an old church. And I went what? and rode that. Yeah, I walked right by all the all the cafes, walked right by all the glass windows in the red light district, and I went right to go ride a, a roller coaster, and then I bounced. That was my my first trip to Amsterdam. So who's well, the I, nerd I, I now? Like me, but it, you know, you know me being half Dutch. If I were there, I might have stopped in the smoke shop, then hit up the roller coaster. Can I just say how awesome I, uh, the Netherlands is? Um, you know, uh, we've been fans there. I loved Efteling. I can't wait to go to Dutch Pinball. Barry invited me on over. He's such a cool dude, man. Uh, they did that live stream um, and showed them pouring the white Russian sculpt for the big Lebowski. And I emailed the yeah. guy and I'm like, let me purchase one of those sculpts. I just want the glass with the white Russian in it. And he's like, you know what? Let me just send you one. Give me your address. He sent me a one for free. Barry did. Thank you, sir. I saw that. That was pretty cool. I've since traded a Rick and Morty for a Big Lebowski. I've got it now. I love the dang game. Everybody that comes over here loves playing it. It's fantastic. It's built incredible. It's like the best cabinet in my home. When you lift the playfield play in pinball or what? When That's you lift the playfield on this thing, it is solid. It is dovetail jointed together. Like it's amazing. The, no, constru- the mini playfield. Oh is yeah, it the best mini playfield in pinball. It, I, I think so. There's like three or four things to do up there. It's very responsive. The rubbers are right in the right spot for the first game that these guys made. It is incredible what they've done. As far as like from a gameplay perspective, dude, I love it. And if these guys have Back to the Future up next. Uh-oh, watch out. I don't care if they've got like Ishtar up next. I'm interested. I'm for sure interested. Given the build quality, I heard they pay good money in the U.S. for uh, blood and plasma, blood, <laughs> plasma, and semen, right? You, you'd have to. I mean, I think it's thirteen I'm five from from Melissa Coin Taker to get yourself a big Lebowski. But if you want one in less than a year, it's about fourteen five or so. 
What a no, game. Okay. It's not the Big Lebowski. Weren't you talking about another potential theme coming up? Was I? Remind yeah. me. I thought you were talking potentially about Back to the Future. Yes, Back to the Future. Marty, we got to get to 88 miles per hour. Uh, the Libyans, how do they, I don't know how, but they found me. Run for it, Marty. Oh, gosh. Now, now people have been saying that that license is hard to nail down. But since when have we known a license to stand in the way of Dutch pinball? They're going to march ahead and make the game, figure out the licensing on the back end. If it takes a decade to get them to customers, so be it. We're going to make the damn game. <laughs> they can get the big Lebowski. They can get anybody. Come on. I can't wait. There's for- a price for everything. We all know there's a price for everything. But is the game going to have gullwing doors on it and will it look like a DeLorean when you fold it up? That's because that's where we're at in pinball now. Galactic Tank Force has pushed the industry past traditional cabinets. We need to have cabinets that fold up and look like something when you're not playing them. I don't care if it folds up, but if there isn't a hoverboard, like I, I honestly don't know. You know hoverboard multiball. If, if if every the same way everyone lost their shit about the you know the shark not eating a ball in Jaws. Yeah. If the hoverboard doesn't float. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. Guys, back to the future. It's got to float. Yeah, to float. Um, where did I leave off on? Uh... Well, I thought we were going to talk about Stern. Oh, but... I did that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, who are the Stern Pinball? I've heard of those I guys. To get banned from the Stern tour, either. So the the shark doesn't eat the ball, and uh, that was no. So I've played Jaws. I played the Pro. I played the Premium. They're mm-hmm. incredible games. Everybody is going to love them. The Pro is a fantastic game on its own. The Premium is just even better. So I'm in on a Premium. Um, I'm in on that first run through Old Town Pinball. Thank you, Will, for hooking me up. Um, I can't wait to get in on that and have this game. The, they got every single asset from the damn movie is in there. Every perfect scene, sure. the she shanties. I want to go swimming with bow-legged women. Like, it's all in there, dude. It's all in there. Don, will you sing a sea shanty with me someday? Not right here, not right now. We both had a little bit of beer, but maybe we get a good like sound guy like Glenn the skateboarder, yes. Glenn Wechter. He yes. can like he can help mix it. We all maybe we bring in Tim the Lion Man Lee, maybe Ian and Drew from Poor Man's Who I love Knows. It. And we do a big pinball podcasting sea shanty talking about how the shark didn't eat the fucking ball. We need to do it live <laughs> in front yeah. of people. Live inebriated. You know, that would be, oh my god. Let's make it happen. Don's Pinball Podcast number 100 episode. This is what you get. We're bringing you the fantasticness from my brain to your drain. Put me in your slimy ear holes. We got more to rattle your eardrums. Um, What else do we got? Let's go to a voicemail. Hey, brother. It's Jeff sending much love from the West Coast. 100 episodes. Fantastic. A fellow Canadian. Can't wait to see you again. Uh, Vancouver. isn't too far away, so... All the best to you. We're very excited. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. Jeff is a solid homie, dude. This guy contacted me. He's like, guy, we love what you're doing. We've ordered your T-shirts. We want to meet you. Like, this is like the first time I felt like a celebrity when I was at Pinball Expo. And, like, this guy came up to me with his beautiful wife and was like, Don, we love your stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm just some, like, dirtbag from the Internet, dude. What are you talking about? He's like, no, like, like, legitimately, we love what you're doing. We want your stuff. Can we get a selfie? And I'm like, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. You absolute gem of a human. And yeah, maybe it's just the Canadian in him, but like, what a swell guy. Jeff, what's going on, buddy? You're solid, brother. 
No, he's, he sounds like a sweetheart for sure. For sure. Uh, the weird part is, like, I I honestly, like, I went to Pinberg when I had only done maybe, I don't know, like, 80 or so episodes or something. And, like, really no one knew me, which was, it was honestly probably better that way. I kind of flew under the radar. But, like, I do think there's there's a possibility when I go to Expo this year, at least a couple of the Poor Man's Tribe members and yourself, Don, come on. I'm going to be a fanboy the most. I'm going to be Don bugging you nonstop. He me, he's going to go... We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Yeah. What a crazy experience that was at Expo. I remember my first, my, I'm talking about my podcast. My first Expo was uh, in March last year at Louisville Pinball Arcade Expo. Um, I, I flew on down there to go check it out. I had been podcasting for three months and I went ahead and I made myself some prize packs. I put my t-shirts in there, stickers, loaded it up with stuff. And I'm like, all right, if you see me, and I think it was, it was Whitewater, like, if you see me and say Whitewater, I'll give you something. I went there with four prize packages, and I gave away three of them. The random people that came up to me, I was like, are you Don? And I'm like, wearing my shirt, trying to be conspicuous. And I'm like, absolutely. Like, that was so cool. And then I did Whirlwind at Expo, and I ran out of prize packs because people, like, kept getting them. Like, that's how much it built from then to then. And so now, when I'm at TPF, I'm not even going to be able to offer the prize pack anymore because I, I think I'm too recognizable. So I'm gonna have. Uh, I'm happy to say that I'm hoping to put together some golden tickets. Then I'm gonna like take ten of them and I'm gonna hide them amongst the, the the expo floor, taped under machines, taped to the backs of whatever. And if you find them, you're gonna get yourself an awesome prize if you come by the booth. So I, I hopefully I can make that come to fruition and hide each day. Have some golden tickets hidden on the show floor. Can you imagine like looking under machines? Oh, I found one. I'm gonna go get a free banner from Don's Pinball Podcast. Like how awesome is that? You, you're making me want to come there just to do that promo, my guy. Like, dude, like how cool? I, how cool I, is I that? Marketing in college at one of the top business schools in Canada, and I swear to God, your marketing for your podcast is like better than most <laughs> pinball companies' marketing. Oh, like, I'm serious. I'm gonna go to like like Spooky Pinball. Like, hey, can I hide a golden ticket somewhere in your booth or put it in the background? If someone sees it, you give it to them and they get a prize. And I can go to like American Pinball and be like, dude, hide this under one of your tank treads, and people are gonna be looking for it. Like, how fun is that? That's super fun. It's like a meta game going on while you're there, and you get a prize. You get a translate. You get a banner. You get a T-shirt. You get a hug. You get a, a pint of beer. Something. I don't know, but like that's that's like the level of where I'm thinking of doing like fun promotions within pinball uh, podcastery. Well, I mean, I, I hope you don't. I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but part of what I love about listening to your show is a little bit of like your newness to the hobby because you still have this unbridled, like not so much now, but especially six, seven months ago, you had this unbridled joy, and it reminded me of my first couple years getting into the hobby. Every time a new pen came out, this right? wonder itself, it's, like, it's you, so full you of me wonder. If I had a million dollars <laughs> when you're buying machines. You know what I mean? So I will say I am not a I'm not a like super like obviously like I'm very blessed with how I'm doing. I went to school for 15 years to be able to have a, a, a wow. position that pays me some damn money. Now it's paying off. Um, where was I going with this? Uh, but like I appreciate everything. I used to at one point I was homeless, living in the back of a 1987 Hyundai Excel, and like crashing oh on the God. couch of like a, a random girlfriend that I had. Shout out to you. Um, you know, so like like I didn't come dude, you from have hustle. you have hustle, I, but the like the hustle is real, dude. Yeah. Um, I remember going. To, I spent five years in community college just because I had like that little direction of what you're actually supposed to do in life. But I, I made it happen because I refused to give up. Is the thing. Uh, the persistence of vision, right? The the hope for a, uh, a brighter day tomorrow. How many tomorrow. streams have you done? How many what? Like more than you've done podcasts. 
How long have I done podcasts? No, no. How many live streams? I bet you've done a hundred live streams too. I probably have. Like whenever I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know what? I got something cool. I want to say, I want to interact with people. Boom. We pop on live. And like now, like I might have nothing to talk about except like, you know, like, like, like I'm sitting on the toilet, like nothing. And all of a sudden like 20 people are in the chat and I'm like, man, like, this is amazing. Let me, let me entertain you guys. Can we give away some stuff? Can we give away some t-shirts? Of course. I was there for your live stream where you were uh, paramotoring. That was incredible. <laughs> I was there. I was uh, like 10 people in chat. I was like, how is no one watching this? It's blowing my mind. I was piloting, I I was that, like, piloting an aircraft 1,500 feet above the ground. And like, hey, let's well, talk about what's going on with Stern. <laughs> <laughs> That was that's, that's definitely live stream of the year. Oh God, it's so fun! I was at the Matterhorn in Zermatt, Switzerland, up at the peak, and I had five G service, and I'm like, I'm going live from here. I did a live stream from the Swiss Alps. Oh, nobody I else has done that. that yeah. Nobody else has done that. And like, yeah. not, not that I'm bragging. It's just it's something I've always wanted to do. And I was up there, and I'm like, let's make it happen. I love. So to- what's what's in 2024? Are you gonna like go skydiving and do a one? You gonna go to the Mount Everest? Um, so are you gonna like go streaking at the Twippies? Oh wait, they're not at TPF this year. Uh, what are you gonna do? One of the coolest things that happened last year, and I'm gonna repeat it again this year, was I went to IAPA, the International Association of Amusement Parks and Amusements. It's like the uh-huh. big expo for like you know if you've got if if you're looking to buy roller coasters or go karts or or bowling alleys or whatever or pinball machines, it's like the place to be in Florida. And so I was at Epcot after the, the show one night, and I'm walking around Epcot's World Showcase at Walt Disney World, like the biggest Disney resort on the planet. Fireworks are going off, and I'm doing a live stream, interacting with people, fireworks in the background. It was one of like the greatest moments ever. And so uh, um, I've got more trips to Walt Disney World coming up. Uh, I bought a timeshare down there. I'm super enthusiastic about it. I love roller coasters. I love theme parks. I love themed environments, of which pinball machines are exactly a themed environment playground to go play in. So it plays right into my hobbies, right into my interests. Uh, So there's going to be some more of that. I've got a cross-country trip of the USA planned for this summer. I want to go out and hang out with the loser kids out in Utah. I'm going to go to Yellowstone. It's just going to be fun. Uh, I'll meet people on the road. I'm going to be at Expo. I'm going to be at Southern Fry Gaming Expo. I'm going to be at TPF. I'm just trying to get everywhere oh, and like Scotia. maybe, 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 maybe. Uh, like, let me get a free weekend and I'll fly out to Scotia. I'll find a way out there. Fly myself into Halifax. Even though I will uh, pick you up at the airport, I will show you every cool pinball spot in Halifax, every cool craft beer spot. Which many of the cool craft beer spots also have pinball. We will hit it up. We will live it up. We'll have a great time, my friend. Even though Tree Topper is closed at that amusement park that was there, Upper Clements Park is closed. I'd always wanted to go to Nova Scotia. I never made it there. But I was going to go for that theme park, and it's closed because of COVID. Holy crap. We are an hour away from the Treetop Adventures. I know it's not a roller coaster, but it has the top or second top ranked uh, – on, no, it has a top-ranked one on the east coast of Canada as far as, like, you know, zip lines and, like, a ropes course up in the trees. It's beautiful. We'll Whoa. do that instead. This hypnotic be hitting, yo. <laughs> I've been hitting the tur- turquoise liqueur. Should we talk about Stern Pinball for a second? Jaws is yeah, amazing. Go buy I was one. I say I'm drinking my wife's cider right now, so you know I'm desperate. Oh. I ran out of beer, did actually. You, did you hear about that lady that died after she entered, She ate a bunch of uh, fermented apples? She died. No. Yeah, apparently the the apples made cider and cider and sides. 
Are you are you effing with me or is this real? I know you're I know you're a doctor, but come on. It made it made cider and cider and sides. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old joke. That's no joke. She ate fermented apples and she died because it made insider insider insides. Oh Jesus, Lord! Okay, Stern Pinball has released Jaws Pinball Machine. Too many special cookies in to make sense of that, Don. I think we talked about Jaws enough. The game's amazing. Whatever, it's Elwin. Of course, it was going to be amazing. Well, Uh, just to sum it up, you said all okay. They got all the assets they wanted. It's amazing how much like it's a bit of a hard ass. It's a tough game. It's a tough shooter. Oh bullshit! It's awesome. If you make a fair shot up the lanes, you're going to make them. The wave ramp, the, the left orbit shot the right orbit to the to the ramp every shot that's been fair has gone up there i don't find it hard it's not a drain monster and this is playing it on location um now okay. in interium had was set up for tournaments and their their tilt bob was so damn tight you couldn't even nudge to get the right outlane ball safe um but when i played it again when i unboxed it at uh not nerd haven at uh at geeks mania in madison wisconsin we put it super loose on the tilt fob sensor. It was just a fun game. I got 500 million points or whatever. Like, it's it's fun. All of the assets of Jaws are in there. Everything you could want, all the characters, all of everything. It's just it's, it's just fantastically amazing. Bad timing. The market's not in a great place. If Jaws came out a year ago, people would have celebrated this son, son of a bee. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on over here, Emma. Yeah, we got to share a microphone. My 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 awesome preteen daughter Emma is here. Hello, you want to say something? Oh, just quit being weird. Get out of here. How's it going? Anyway, she's selling Girl Scout cookies. So Stern Pinball is going to have us banner year in twenty twenty four. No kids are awake, but Luna, come here. Stern dropped Stern dropped a machine in January that is groundbreaking in its amazingness. It doesn't even need to eat the ball. There's a rubber peekaboo shark. It's great. All right, Jaws is a great game. It's going to be the game of the year. And then we got two more games coming up from them this year. Like there might be another game by the time we get to June. There's going to be another game this fall and then another one in June or in January of next year. They're doing three cornerstones at least, plus whatever else they're going to sprinkle us with. Please run Black Knight Sword of Rage again so I can get the damn machine. I got the topper already waiting to go. You but have one on order, Don? Do I have what what on order? A Black Knight Sword of Rage. No, they haven't announced that they're running it again, but if they oh, do, okay, Mad okay. Pinball is going to hook me up. Email Jeff at madpinball.com. Tell him Don is an awesome person and you love him, um, but he'll put you on a list for a game. He's got me down for a Black Knight Sword of Rage. These games are not available pro version anywhere online. When they do show up, they sell immediately, so there is a demand there. Stern, put this game on the line. We're going to see uh, Metallica come as a Spike 3 title, probably. I don't know if it's this year or next year, but like the rumored title from Stern, I am super excited about. I'm talking about I'm talking about Dungeons and Dragons, Pokemon with Jack Danger, um, John Wick, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, what else is coming from Stern? Like, like every title. Somebody told me Goonies recently. Like, says Sean Astin was recording assets for a pinball machine. What in the ever loving f is going on? Uh, it's going to be a banner year. I can't wait for their next two games. Stern Pinball, keep killing it. Keep making Insider Connected amazing. Um, I'm a fan. I love it. Don, earlier in the podcast, you were talking about like Taylor Swift and how that will bring in women and a new demographic. Yes. Well, Pokemon is going to bring in a younger, younger demographic because 
here's the weird thing. I even made fun of my sons. I'll admit it till five years ago, every single Christmas, every single birthday, both Hayden and Owen, all they ever wanted was the newest Pokemon set. Yeah. And I'd say, I honestly, I would be rude to them. I'd be a bad dad. And I'd say, guys, instead of getting the next mega double Charizard, could we maybe just, can you double white star or a scooter or an experience or a trampoline park or, you know, and I would always say something like that. And then finally what ended up happening is they grinded me down and I started realizing these little cards, all they are is tiny, cool, unique, limited edition pieces of artwork. Absolutely. That's all it is. And then they got me into the Pokemon Go game. Do you know eight years after Pokemon Go came out, it's still number one for the most revenue on the Canadian Google store. Still number one. I still have adult friends that are playing the hell out of some Pokemon Go. With this new code that they brought out with Venom where you can like log into one machine and just pick up where you left off, where you can unlock characters, there's 151 original Pokemon to unleash, unlock, let alone like the hundreds that have come out since then. Like, make this damn game today, dude. It's gonna it's it's gonna completely slay. It's gonna be sold for years. Yellow machine, Pikachu powder coat. Come on, dude. You can have the Charizard version, the Pikachu version, the Bulbasaur version, Mr. Mime version if you're a creep. Like, it's going to be amazing, dude. There is some other people in pinball who think that it's just for kids, but I will tell you as a collectibles dealer, I go to one show every month in Moncton and one show every other month in Halifax. I'm one of 170 tables that sets up about 20 to 30 of us are Pokemon dealers. Mm -hmm. The average age of someone buying a Pokemon card is between 25 to 35, especially the expensive high end limited edition. So if someone will come up to my table, like a guy came up and bought the Moombreon from me last week. Moombreon! Moombreon! It's the Umbreon with the big moon in the background. That's an alt art. $660 he spent on this. And he was a guy in his 50s. $600 he spent. If he'll spend $600 on a little piece of paper, he'll spend ten grand on a really cool pinball machine that reminds him of the 1990s and the nostalgia of it and imagine that guy that's out there that wants that fake badge on his insider connected account and he's mm-hmm. gonna come and put dollars in that machine over and over until yes. he achieves enough points to unlock that whoa hang on monica's calling me monica you're live on the podcast recording now how are you doing hello monica go ahead you're you're, you're live with orbital Hi, albert monica I can't hear her. Okay, I'll call you back. Mon, Mon, are you there? Can Can you hear me, Monica? Hey. Hey, you're you're live on this recording with myself and Orbital Albert because I'm oh, recording hi. my on 100th podcast right now. What's go, What's go, What's going on? Not much. Um, my flight's been delayed in San Francisco. You're, so you're flying I'm, home tomorrow. Oh no. Yes. And I might be missing my connection. Do you need me to drive to Minnesota and pick you up, I guess? Right. <laughs> Maybe it would be easier. All right. What what, so, if, what if I do this? Can I give you a call in like 30 minutes when I'm done recording and, and work out the details? Yeah. Yep. That's fine. Uh, and if you want me to talk about the barcade i went to i can but how'd you do that was in fine. sebastopol california we got a, a live review of of this barcade how was it oh my god it is so fun so after eight o'clock it's 21 and older 
They have um, pour yourself um, beer on tap. Um, they had a live DJ, and um, it was it was a great time. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I, I was watching the the, <laughs> the the photos and everything. That looks great. Uh, that was Sebastopol, California, the town that I went to. Can um, a uh, continuation school in after I got kicked out of my own high school. Uh, so near and dear to my heart. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you had a good time out there. It's cool to see pinball coast to coast is as popular as, as ever. Right. And they had a leaderboard and I was about ranking two second and third place. Um, whenever someone's logging in. So yeah, I thought I was doing pretty good. <laughs> That's awesome. Off, yeah, th- yeah. <laughs> thanks for leaving some podcast stickers there too. That was amazing. Yep, I went around and kind of gave some people some stickers and chatted with people. So yeah, it was fun, fun time. Check it out. Cool. I'll call you back in a bit about uh, your your changes in aviation planning. But what it sounds like right. is that you don't have to get up at four in the morning to get to the airport. Correct. Okay, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> later. Bye, everyone. Later, Poopy. Love you. Bye. All right. Who the heck was that? <laughs> I'm kidding. That was Magnet Save Monica. <laughs> That's cool. Wife oh, she of mine. She checked out a pinball bar without you? She did, yeah. She was killing it. Oh her and her friend God. were playing games. Sebastopol, California. I don't think she's ever been to a pinball bar without me. Not only was she there without me, she was killing it. She got like like second place, second place on the leaderboards. What? Which yeah, was completely amazing. You go, Monica. All right. What else? Turner Pinball. Let's talk about them real quick. Okay. My question is: Are we going to see the other half of the cabinet from Ninja Eclipse at TPF? <laughs> I kind of think so. Now, this guy took a lot of arrows um, at, at 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 Pinball Expo. And it was like, guy, you got to make this game look like look like a traditional. Put it in a regular cabinet because if I'm going to put it in my lineup, I don't want it looking like some zizzle from Costco. I want it looking like an actual machine. He said, "Okay, sir, I understand, sir. Let's do it." So he's going to come out with an arcade edition in a full size cabinet, and I'm hoping that we see that at TPF Turner Pinball making some games, doing it. The game played fine. Like, like I didn't have any complaints about the gameplay. But he had the same problem that American Pinball is, is, has where, you know, their games are the same price and competing right up against these big bangers of licensed themes from Stern and, and other companies. So, like, like, how do you justify getting a Ninja Eclipse when you could go get a, a Labyrinth for the same price? Like, like it's just not going to happen, you know. But I want him to be a viable voice in the pinball industry. Uh, he's building games himself. He's got his own workshop. Like, you know, maybe he can work some economies of scale or, uh, you, know, uh, you know, find a way to bring bring his BOM down so he can have a lower price. And I think that's a spot that he can enter into the industry. I think that you're bang on there. It either has to be a much lower price than even the Stern, Stern home pins or yeah. you have to make it look comparable to every other pin. Right. You can't be both. You can't be as expensive as a Stern Pro but look like a kid's toy. Yeah. You and know he, what I mean? And he's he, got to choose a lane. Find a lane that you're good at. If you want to become – like if you want to get into every Costco and you want to have like a – hit that price point, I think the price point for American dollars – would be around $2,999. If you could come in under 3K, there's certain Boom. rich families that would maybe consider buying, you know, something that looked like what he made now. Yeah. No one is paying eight or nine grand for a, a nope. Ninja Pinball. They're just not. 
Yeah, and you know, as amazing as the game may play, you know, if I'm I'm like, do I want that or for the same price? Can I get Labyrinth? Like, it's gonna be Labyrinth all day. Like, oh, that's a, sure. a Muppet machine, dude. Come on. Um, and, and you know, asking people to you know download an app to play it on location—that's like a no win. I think you took that advice to heart. Um, but I like having that as an option. That's a cool option, but it can't be everything. So that's what I think his through line is. I don't know that he's a pinball company. I think he's a technology company, and I think he could license this technology to other mm-hmm. existing companies that aren't Stern, and okay. you know, come out with apps, companion apps for their games. I think him in a partnership with American Pinball would absolutely slap. Wow, if you had okay. a way to download an app and purchase credits and things and track your progress and unlock achievements, um, you know, through his platform, um, you know, with a, a company like uh, you know Spooky or American Pinball or something like that, I think that might be his his way forward. I think it's interesting, but I don't think it's going to make many waves. Do I do I applaud them more than I would applaud Pinball Adventures? Yeah, maybe a little, I guess. It, yeah, and I it, don't know. Though. I don't know. It's not. It's 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 Stern is just their even their home pins are miles ahead of that. So no. You know what it would make this game at least thirty percent cooler if it was not Ninja Eclipse, if it was Ninja Gaiden licensed through Ninja Tecmo. Gaiden. Can you imagine? Like, I tried to beat the Canadian speed record on Ninja Gaiden 2 <laughs> and Ninja Gaiden 3, dude. I loved those games. Ninja dude. Gaiden 1 was too easy. Everyone can beat it in nine minutes. Come on. But like 2 and 3, you had to have nuance. And look, this anyway. guy can't beat it without without a tool-assisted speed run, which is what I did when I beat all three NES Ninja Gaidens. I had save you states just, to like the nth degree. The, you, you are that guy who did the tool-assisted. Absolutely. There's no other, well, there's no other way I could <laughs> do it, dude. Like I don't have those skills to get the, like It's insane at the end of Ninja Gaiden. You know, if you can make it through that game, like legit, bless you, sir. You are like, you are an elitist. Oh wait, wait, wasn't there three different game options, like for hardness? Not, not for Ninja Guy. Not on the NES, dude. I had like, oh, okay. like, I don't know, I don't know. Either on two or three, I feel like I, I beat it like just barely. Now, are you, you know? talking about like the the Xbox re- redo of it, or are you talking about NES? No, 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 no. Right, Nintendo back in the day, two and three, I was able to beat. Like, wow, for sure. like, I got very good at three. Okay. I spent month on three. I could see that. But One was, was a B.I. itch, man. This is my non-humble brag. Back in the day, I was I broke into the top 25 um, uh, Nintendo, like like Super Mario Brothers speedrunners in Canada okay. on speedrun.com. But uh, two I sucked at, three I sucked at, but Mario 1 I could do in just, I think my top run was five minutes and 36 seconds, which right now is like almost a minute off the record, but at the time was only about 27, 28 seconds off the record. Well, here's the other thing. You are, you are like a provincial champion when it comes to pinball. Like, I'm not even at that level at all, so like I can see if you. If you lived here, you'd beat me, Don. You'd be the Nova Scotia <laughs> pinball champion. Provincial. Yeah. Man, I want to be that Canadian. Luck. That was by luck. We talked about Stern Pinball. We haven't talked about Jersey Jack Pinball that much. What do you think of the house that Jack built and where they're at right now? Their games are the most expensive on the market. Everybody out there has said who's actually flipped Elton John that it's their best shooter, that yes. the flippers feel the best, yes. and that it's, it's their nicest artwork ever. Yes. So by all means, Elton John should be their best-selling pin, but it's not. It's not. So is that because the price is too high? Yes. Or because the market has dipped, or a combination no. of both? Yes. 
Yes. I've played so every I played every version of Elton John. Okay, Don. Yeah. How cheap would Elton John have to get until you consider getting Franchi's ver- beautiful version? $9,200 is where I'm at. So if tomorrow, if JJP said Franchi's edition mm-hmm. was $8,999, would yeah. their sales not double or triple? Absolutely triple. Yeah. And they could still make better margins than they're making now because they would sell more. That that Platinum Edition is going to list for 8500 on the secondary market. I have wow. a good friend of mine that's getting a, a Godfather Collector's Edition, the $15,000 game. Mm-hmm. 90 97 50 is what this guy what? this guy wants for it for the 15,000 grand gold lions on the outside oh and he's like should God. i buy this and i'm like that's kind of a great price for that and that's you know you know so pricing is a thing like godfather's a good game you know it, it's fun and everything it's not $15,000 worth of fun to me um you know so i have an enthusiasm for the machine and the machine has a price and the place where those meet is somewhere around the $9,000 range 9500 I'd be like, okay, I think I could see making that purchase then. Beautiful machine. Love the gold lions. If I get it, I want the gold, uh, like, chromed armor and the, the gold chromed uh, wire forms and the great topper that it has. I, I don't deny that they have a great built machine. It's just I don't have $15,000 of enthusiasm towards that machine. Okay, but if money was not an option, would you buy a Jaws? Don't lie. Would you buy even? Let's say even the LE Jaws, the top Jaws. Yeah. Or would you buy, you know, the equivalent in price version of Elton John? So here it is. So I I, I win a raffle. I get one free pinball machine. I walk into the room okay. and there's a Jaws LE and there's a top shelf Elton John, or yes. the platinum version. Well, okay, I wish it was Franchi's art with that other topper, but whatever. Yeah. All right, all right. Whatever you like. You won the raffle, you get whatever pin you like. Mm. Now, I've played them both. I've played about 25 games through each one. I've okay. played every trim level of both of them. And and for me, I'm, I think I'm taking Jaws because I think that Fair the enough. code and the gameplay is much deeper on Jaws than I do for Elton John. I've played okay. Elton John. Elton John is absolutely a concert in a box, a great mm-hmm. box of lights. Um, it's a couple of great multi balls and like, that's about it. That's all I found. Now I'm not the world's most incredible pinball player. Maybe there's great wizard modes at the end there, but maybe there's great wizard modes at the end of jaws. What I have with jaws are, are fun modes. I can get into fun multi balls. I can get into. And also this, uh, you know, this, this bounty hunting part where you're, it's almost like playing the, uh, the kaiju battles from Godzilla, but you're collecting sharks. Plus those those call outs and those those scenes from Jaws versus Elton John, I've got about twelve to sixteen songs, uh, about half of what's in uh, Guns and Roses. Um, mm-hmm. It shoots just fine, but there's not like that depth of code. There's no adventure to go on. It's a, it's a concert that you're playing with the music and the shots are fun. The shots are rewarding. The multi balls are cool when you get them. I love the Rocket Man ramp. But, like, it, it all seems a bit superficial. Like, there's nothing within that Nutella center um, of that Ferrero Rocher that you find with Jaws. <laughs> it sounds like you're more confident that Elwin's team's going to round out that code better than JJP. I think so, because, like, there's no adventure with Elton John. I'm not, like, building up and collecting all the band members to get to the concert like I am with Guns N' Roses. I love that part about Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses is the ultimate, like, box of lights and a concert experience. There's an LCD screen at the back. That's the stage, you know? Like, yeah, the, the shots are fun. The, the code's not incredible. There's multi-ball heavy. 
Um, but it, it's like a more of an adventure, which is what I'm looking for. Now, if I'm looking for arcade enjoyment, Elton John absolutely hits that mark. It's great on location. It's so fun to play on location. But I feel like if I had that in my basement, I would love it for a week and I'd play it off and on over the next few months and then I would look to sell it. Okay, I don't want to do like too hot of a take that you burn your hand here. Okay, yeah. I don't want to do that because I know you're a doctor. Your hands are important. But I mean, uh, uh, you're a uh, Whopper flipper. Yes. King, but yes. your hands are important. But if you had to, hands, you know, hands to the iron, do you think you'd like Jaws, we'll say premium better or Foo Fighters premium? Because you own a Foo Fighters. I, I, I Up until recently, I did own a Foo Fighters premium. I did sell that. Um, and that's partly because I wanted to get in on the next turn. Do you think that Jack Danger's rookie card, let's say not, you know, outside of the home pins, his first full fully featured pin, do you think that that may have just even beat Elwin's most recent pin, Jaws? Mm. We're going go to so gonna have to go to the Excel spreadsheet and break this down. Okay, now, tough, right? when you talk about shot for shot, I think they're pretty equal. The shots are fun on both of them. I mean, the cross-field shots on Foo Fighters are amazing. I love what's been done with that. Mm-hmm. I love the dead posts and that integration there. I love how the uh, the, the, the looping shots That's through so the upper rad. play field on Foo yeah. Fighters work. I love it. And the shots on Jaws, I think, you know, aren't incredible to the level of Godzilla, where there's like a building that acts as a diverter. Um, but they're fun, especially on that upper playfield shot when you hit that upper uh, ramp and it comes around 180s back, loops around through the flipper back to your through the spinner back to your flipper. That's magical. So I would say that the shots on Jaws are just as good as the shots on Foo Fighters. Congratulations to both teams that created those. Wow. When it comes okay. to the code, I think the code is better on Jaws. Because of the adventure factor, because of the, the the monster that you're fighting and the fact that there's like the bounty hunting element collecting the shark teeth, whereas on Foo Fighters, it's cities, and then that's kind of it. You do three cities, you get a mini wizard mode, you do three more cities, you go into the end wizard modes. There's a couple of multi-balls, but that's kind of it. And after a while with Foo Fighters, I was kind of like, well, I've kind of seen everything, I'm kind of done. You know, you just play in the cities, or that's about it. With Jaws, there, there's um, some upside potential. I don't know the full depth of the code. I don't know how deep this ocean trench goes with Jaws. But I do like the fact that you can, like, you know, kind of have a meta game of, of bounty hunting the sharks in the middle of what you're doing. Um, the theme is much more pronounced because it's not just, you know, a band fighting an alien. It's like the movie. It was Spielberg's first movie. It's all these great clips, these great characters, these great interactions. Um, so I forgot what the question even was, <laughs> but well, I think I saying, longevity like, wise, long- better Foo Fighters or Jaws. And it sounds like you're telling me they're both incredible they're- and you're not sure which one will be better. Yeah. And that's a fair response. That's a fair response. My guy. Yeah. Congrats to both teams. Both games are they both, great. They both killed it. Foo Fighters absolutely was game of the year last year for 2023. And, you mm-hmm. know, Cern may have came out with game of the year for 2024 in January of all things, you know, we'll see what, see what are you most excited? for in 2024 games wise i'll tell you what multimorphic princess bride that's what i want we to haven't see talked about multimorphic p3 it's the last one up in the randomized alphabetical order okay so what a great theme this would be theme of the year for me um theme of the year for last year i think spooky princess took bride. it with with scooby-doo but but man, I love me some Princess Bride. I've always loved it. I grew up with it. My family loved it. We called it the Peanut Movie because of Andre the Giant's line in that movie. Uh, nothing gets better. I, I love being in that universe of the Princess Bride. 
if it's for multimorphic, I'm not a buyer. Is <laughs> the problem. Why? Tell me why. Because I why. don't want a dang P3. I don't like the fact that the flippers on multiple buttons. I don't like the cantilevered thing. I, I think the, the gameplay is a little bit limited. I think my my virtual pinball machine does virtual pinball much better than the multimorphic does. The multimorphic right. doesn't do traditional pinball as well as traditional pinball does, and so there's the shortcoming. I've got to spend more money than a traditional pinball machine to get it on the P3 platform, and then I'm having a subpar experience. So that's where I'm at with it. Here's my one sentence argument, Don. Mm-hmm. It takes up the space of one pin, and you can have Weird Al. You have Cosmic Kart Racing. You can have even Lexi Lightspeed Heist. Tribesman, I've played them all. New game, the 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 bird Final the Resistance, bird, bird, bird Fighter, Dungeon yes. Door Defender. I I know them well. Wait, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm They're just kidding. not bad games, but again, no. when I'm looking at what financially I'm gonna have to put out for it, there's ten things in its way. You know, it's the original. It's the original output. So I here's here's where I'm at. Okay, like why can't they have a traditional pinball machine setup of their games plus the multimorphic P3 edition of them? This is just like when you had the Neo Geo version at the arcade, and then you had the Super Nintendo home version of a game, or like you know with Street Fighter, you could have the arcade Street Fighter machine if you were a baller, but you could also have the home version of Street Fighter if you wanted to have one console and multiple titles. So why don't they come out with, you know, full-sized commercial pinball machines dedicated to that theme, plus the P3 multimorphic version of that same title and license, double the market share, give people what they want, give people options and choice. I would love to see that, but I kind of feel like the team behind P3 is so sold on their concept that they won't let that happen. You know what? This is like the first time tonight we've even mildly disagreed, and I kind of like it. You're kind of arguing with Albert. It's great. <laughs> uh, you probably won't win, though, because here's what I'll say is for the price, a man that has your wealth, that has the amount of space you have, for 100 to $200 for you to buy an add-on and get to play a brand-new pin, even if it's virtual or not, and this thing is real, but even if it was virtual, $3,500 for you to be able to get a cool pin that you can play with people around the world that has internet connectivity that only takes up the space of one little, you know, I just think if I were you, I don't want in a heartbeat. Me, myself, I only own a Guardians of the Galaxy Pro right now, and I'm probably going to save that. I'm probably, sorry, I'm probably going to sell that so I have money for nationals and expo this year. Because if I don't go to, I've been promising to go to Expo for like five years. So if I don't go this year, I'm probably, no one's going to listen to me ever again. But in nationals, I was lucky enough to get to go pay, play in the pin golf. But, you know, I hear what you're saying with P3. I hear what you're saying. And maybe I'm jaded because I got to play it early in my pinball career and fell in love with it. I also got to stream it. It was one of the first pins I got to stream. Um, I don't know. I just, I love the idea that we're kind of like, it's changing pinball. It's kind of like it's moving forward. Like many other video game systems did. I like what they've done. I don't necessarily, I do consider it pinball, but I don't necessarily think it's where pinball is going. However, I love the idea that you can buy a game for one or $200 and software creators like Ian Hayward and, and, and Nick Baldridge and everyone else that's on there that makes these cool little cheap, fun games. It's just a cool, fun add-on. Everyone who can order a P3 can, can afford one or 200 bucks for a new game. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree with you from where your argument's coming from. If you have this platform, you know, spending a hundred bucks for for Bird Hunter or something, it is real pinball. It is fun to play these games. Thank you. There is a, uh, a weird out on location here in Madison, Wisconsin. I've gone and I've played it. It, it is fun to play. 
But you know, when I'm looking at like $13,000 as my barrier for entry, I've got okay. better options for sure. Um, I've had people offer me these games like Weird Al for, for sub 10 grand. And yeah, okay, that would be you know reasonable. But then I'm stuck with this platform. It's $3,500 for a new insert for it. And you know, for, for Drained, $3,000 seems like a big step. Um, I think if you have, well, a- I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't work for P3 Multimorphic. Steven Silver is a member of the Poor Men's Pinball Network, okay, and he he helps them out over there and does a great job. But I'm just saying that I think there's room for a company like them. I love Weird Al. I've always loved Weird Al. Of course, being a Weird absolutely, Al, I, I would man. If there was a Weird Al standalone machine, man, like I would have that you'd be thing. There. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I don't knock the platform. I love the technology that they did. I love the work that they no, they put in to make this thing. Guy. Come on, but when it comes to like dollars to donuts, I have like ten other games in the way of getting a P three. You know, and I don't like I the cantilevered it. flippers. It's weird. Make the LCD screen a little bit shorter. I don't like all the servo motors that are in the the the, the pop up little scoops. You know, Scott Denise's new pin looks cool too, though. It's that fun. Max. I've played it. I've played it. Um, but you know, I'm not like, I'm not looking for, I'm not, I'm not looking for space in my lineup to put one of these things. I, I, I was a little bit uh, of a cad early on. And I said that this is the worst parts of traditional pinball mixed with the worst parts of virtual pinball and put in one product. You are not getting a sponsorship from B3, my guy. I have a virtual pinball machine and I love it. I have traditional pinball machines and I love them. I don't know why we've got to mix the the suits. I don't know why we have to cross the streams. Um, but here it is. If you've got a P3 Multimorphic, though, the Princess Bride is absolutely a godsend for you, especially if it is sub $4,000. I would be in for bride, sure. Have fun storming the castle. I mean, if ever there was a license that would get me to like cross the threshold into P3 territory, this would be it. Um, but I just it's a lot of technology, a lot of moving parts. I don't know how to service these things. I don't know what what goes on with them. You know, I don't. You're a smart guy, you'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, I would love if they just came out, come up with a standalone cabinet, and then come out with a P3 version. You know, there there was like a, you could play Samurai Showdown at the arcade, and you could play the home version as well. And it was a little bit different, and they had their own markets, and it was fine. Like, like do that. You know, I would buy Princess Bride the standalone pinball machine for sure. Um, I can't wait to find out more about it. I love this license. I want to go play it. I don't know. Well, it's, it, it is Drop Target Danielle's favorite movie of all time. I don't even mean number two or number three. The Cliffs of Insanity. Movie yes. Of all time. So if it came out, I'd probably – she. it's maybe the only pinball machine she would split with me in price. Endlessly so quotable. Man, this would be incredible. Fantastic license. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing game. You know, like, imagine if, if Weird Al, though, wasn't confined to just the back third of the play field. Like, you had, like, a, a full machine of Weird Al. Like, come on, man. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm not going to I'm not gonna touch that with a with a 10-foot pole. But here here's what I'm suggesting. Is yes. I played P3 Multimorphic. It feels like real pinball. And I've seen real pinball, quote-unquote, that only uses the back one-third of the play field. So. <laughs> Venom. <laughs> Whoa, hey, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You're, you've owned Venom. You know, you know, but. Yeah. All right. Who do we got in the voicemail? Congratulations on 100 episodes of Don's Pinball Podcast, Don. Oh, it's my buddy We're Ryan Davies. Love Ryan Davies. He's from Florida. He works for Universal Studios. He's an amazing guy. Known him forever. Gangster from way back in the day doing big things. 
running a theme park. I love it. I love it. I love it. Can we just say so like theme park guy that listens to your show? Absolutely, man. I am huge into the theme park like hobby. It's even bigger than pinball to the point that I could even podcast about that. I'm thinking of like splintering off a separate show, but this is my home from way back, and it's so fun to take my pinball front, my fans, my friends in pinball and not not in theme parks, and introduce yeah. them to pinball people. And it's like like bringing my two universes together, man. It's amazing. I was with my friend Jeffrey J at IAPA. And he was having a conversation with Jersey Jack himself. And it was like, this is blowing my mind. He's like, my coaster friends are talking to like Kim Cromwell. <laughs> What's even happening? And I made it happen. I was like the crux, at, you know, between like the, the coaster community, the theme park community and the pinball community. I love it. I'm like, I'm that, I'm that channel. I'm that conduit. Right. And when we think about it, we love theme parks and roller coasters because it's vehicles on tracks. They're thrilling, plus the themed environments. And that's exactly what you find in pinball. You find a themed world under the glass with ball paths and, and vehicles traveling. And you hit this to make this thing happen. And like, I love them both for the same reason. Amazing. Excelsior. Okay, I don't want to bring this podcast down because you've been all about the positivity, today, yeah. which I love. Yeah. But uh, roller coasters, I don't want to dish on them. But now that I'm old, like ever since I turned 40, when I get off one, like like those those the two good ones at Canada's Wonderland. Oh, I love Canada's I Wonderland. I over his shit for like two hours. You talking about Leviathan and Behemoth? Leviathan. Yes. I feel sick for two hours. Behemoth, like 45 minutes. But okay. Leviathan... I get the spins. I feel nauseous. Is it, Are we around the same age? Yes. Like, don't you feel sick when you get off these things? I do now when it comes to like, you, you know. You pay for a hangover. Don't pay for a hangover. You know, I'm not looking for the 60 mile an hour seven looper as much anymore as far as just like a thrilling, disorienting experience. I love like a Harry Potter themed you know, entertainment dark ride attraction I that like that. with like like animatronics and projection mapping and like take me into this world, take me on an adventure, and then put me out in the gift shop. I love that. And Universal comes through in spades. When you're wondering about theme part or, or pinball themes, all you have to do is walk around Universal Studios. They've got a whole Minions land. You know, they've got the Grinch present. Shrek is there. The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Um, E.T. <laughs> e. Men in Black. Back to the Future. Uh, Simpsons, uh, E.T., uh, Fast and the Furious. Like, it's all there, man. This would be the worst theme for pinball, Don. The what? This would be the worst theme for pinball. Which one? Did you see Brendan Fraser in the whale? (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't want to play that. I don't even want to look at that meme, man. It it, it frightens me. That movie was incredible. It blew my mind. I haven't cried since, like, the Titanic or something. Like, that movie was... Go watch it if you haven't seen it, but Bad pinball theme. I'm sorry. I ruined it. I'm sorry. I brought down the podcast. Go ahead. I love Brendan Fraser, man. Encino Man in the Mummy. Come on. The Mummy Trilogy. That, that is one oh, of my wow. favorite roller coasters on the planet is the Mummy at Universal Studios in Orlando. Not the one at Universal Studios Hollywood. It doesn't have the level of effects and, 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 and uh, interactions. Yeah. They're different? Yeah, they are absolutely different. Yeah. It's because of the space constraints constraints that it comes with. Listen to the, the Hot Rails Pinball podcast that I do, or the roller coaster podcast get all the backstory of that um but like how cool would a minions pinball machine be how cool would mummy with og brendan fraser be uh transformers has been done fast and the furious i'm surprised that nobody's picked up there's been 12 fast and furious movies and like 
you know, that's a huge like you know. I don't I don't nah, care about nah, the theme nah, myself. Nah. I wouldn't play I've never it. I've seen Encino Man before Fast but, and the Furious. Well, but for the mainstream audience, like they love Fast and Furious. Or they keep cranking more, these but... machines out. You know, for that point. Uh, no, no, I hear you. I hear you. When are we going to get Rambo First Blood, the pinball machine? I would love to play in that environment. Um, God, what, what, what okay? What about Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Never saw it. Never happened. The art, Zombie Eddie and Christopher Franchi on one of each edition, it would be nuts. Christopher Franchi could could illustrate a saltine cracker and I would play it. There you go. What's <laughs> this here in Loathing in Las Vegas? That can't cost that much. It'd be trippy as hell. You give all the stoners like me something to play. It would be like if you put the Big Lebowski beside Fear and Loathing, that would be like the stoner lineup. Everybody would get it. We'd love it. I love it. I love it. One more voicemail message. Let's see who this uh, straggler is. Donnie, I'm so proud of you, my friend. Show number one. Genghis! just incredible. Your enthusiasm is just out of this world. Keep on doing what you're doing. Make those Dawn Spatial Alien versions. We all love it, and I just can't wait to get your show number 200. Have a great day, my friend. Thank you for everything. Retro Jingo out. The love is permeating my heart right now. I can't believe the outpouring of support. 100 episodes of Don Pinball Podcast. This podcast I started on a whim. Let's see what happens. Let's throw it at the wall, see what sticks. And when I look at where You know I, what made me start watching him? Yeah. <laughs> Was this guy. I didn't watch him till that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Anyway, I don't want, you know, I don't want to go down that direction. I'm just saying that kind of helped him. I might have helped you a little. I don't know. But the good news is I'm glad you're here. You're a positive voice in pinball. I think that you're you're positive while still maintaining to be somewhat critical. And really what makes your show probably better than mine and a lot of the other solo podcasts is that you say it in a clear and concise way. And we love you for that. And I don't want to speak for all your fans, but honestly, like, I love your live streams as much as your podcasts, and I hope you're in pinball for a long time. I love your promotions. I like what you do for pinball. I like that for the most part, even though you can obviously mention some negatives that you might see in a particular pin or something with a company. Overall, you're quick to mention everything that you love about the game, and that's what we need more in pinball. I'm having such a fun time playing pinball. Like people say like, Don, you're new to pinball, but it's like, I've been playing pinball for 40 years. I just, you know, I never knew who the designer was. I didn't know right. who did the art or do the code. Like that's what I'm new into. Like it, at this level, shout out to hypnotic. You make an amazing turquoise colored liqueur. Cause uh, I can't even remember what I'm talking about now. <laughs> but Orville Albert, you are a homie. I remember when I did when I was invited onto your podcast for the first time, when I was out in West Virginia, which is how I paid for these pinball machines, which is how I paid for my student loans, was by leaving my family, traveling a field. You got a lot of listens done. Working people for love that show. Weeks at a time. And then, you know, people are showing up and they dig it, man. That's that's just incredible to me. Um, you know, and I, and I totally love that. It's worth, you know, whatever petty drama I had to go through in the last year. It's fine. 
It's fine. Like you survived. You made it. The thing is, like, okay, the thing is, some of the people that you had beefs or disagreements with, all of us in the pinball content creation have over time. And just kind of like you let it go, you you push through it, you just try to be that positive voice. Sometimes you'll get less listens, sometimes you get more. It, 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 it doesn't matter. The main thing is being sincere, telling your truth, and just like for you, like if I lived where you lived and I got to go to as many events as you, like I'm so jelly, like that's awesome, <laughs> keep it up. And like the thing is, like I, I, you know, I've always kind of lived like this type of lifestyle. If something's happening, I want to go and 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 be there. You know, um, I went to Japan for the first time because I, I found out about this roller coaster called Thunder Dolphin, and it's in Tokyo, and it's built on top of a shopping center, and and it dives through loops, dives through the middle of a Ferris wheel, and I'm like, Thunder Dolphin, that's amazing. How do I do that? So I found out how much a price of a ticket for the ride is. Found out where do you go buy your ticket. Find out the subway station that you have to get off to go to the park. And then I found out the subway station you have to take from the airport to get there. And I just reverse engineered it and like made it happen. Like, um, you know, there's nothing, nothing really special about what I do. It's just about making things happen, having the perseverance to find out like, okay, what are the steps I need to do to achieve what I'm looking at doing and then, and then making the sacrifices necessary to make that happen. You know, whether it's eating hot dogs for a month, so you have enough money to buy a Greyhound bus ticket to go across the country or, you know, you know, waiting until January to go to Japan for your first time. Cause a round trip tickets only $400 instead of 1500, whatever you have to do to make it happen, you can do it. There's a way to do it. Now it may not be worth the sacrifices you need to make to make it happen, but that is a decision that you have to make. Nothing is impossible in this life. If you just have the vision to see it and the perseverance and the tenacity to make it happen. And so that's just what I've done. I just, I, I, I don't give up. I'm too stubborn is the thing orbit. I don't even know. That was totally a normal over uh, sideways uh, conversation there. I don't even know what was happening. But the thing is, like, go to Japan is what you're saying, I, I think. And I love you it. really like roller coasters, Don. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. Yes. You like roller coasters more than I probably like craft beer and burgers. Craft beer. Something to be said about craft beer. Uh, just ask, ask Craft Brew Sally from the, the – the, the pinball junk drawer who I never miss yes, an episode. I can't yes. wait to hang and out with, with those guys. Leghorn, Leghorn, of course. They live, they live 90 minutes up the road in the region that you're going to be at a district 82 as provincial champion from the Nova Scotia region. Yes. I want to go meet them. I've had this an open invitation gone. for these guys. We got to make it happen. Orby. Let's, let's do it. This Can we do it? Only, okay. This is my only minor beef with you. I got to bring it up before I go. I got to go. go pretty soon. It's getting close to 11 o'clock here in Canada. Although it is a snow day tomorrow, I don't want to be too loud for the fam upstairs. Yes, yes. But I'm coming to Nationals, and I'm just going to say it like I did. In I, I got interviewed by CTV News Atlantic. Anyone out there who wants to read like a cool interview about why partially I moved to the East Coast, they can just go onto Google and type CTV News Atlantic Pinball. I'm the top link. The point is, you need to come play. If you don't come play Pin Masters, it's okay, but... In golf, imagine if you love golf as much as you love pinball and you could go play with Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, and all the top golfers in the world, Vijay Singh, Mike Weir. I got to shout out my Canadian brother. You know what I mean? If you could go watch the best golfers in the world, but not just watch them, but compete with them. Well, the Pin Masters is a way that you could come compete with the top 144 players in the world 
and the everyone of everyone is there. And and here's the thing is, it's a casual event. No one is like, oh, all serious. You know, it's not, it, it is for some whoppers, but it's not for that much money. Okay, I think there's quite a bit of money involved. The point is a lot of the people playing there are kind of like you and me. They're just people who love pinball and aren't that good. And they're just like, if I'm playing, like, hey, last year, my buddy Pat, who won for New Brunswick in the province where I won. Yes, yes. He was playing with Roger Sharp. Love him. Escher Lefkoff and Raymond Davidson, I believe. Ray okay. Day. I give That's that guy so much saying. crap Imagine about his rush code. Not to meet these, meeting these people is one thing at Expo, but you, Don, could spend a couple hundred dollars less than the fraction of one topper that you love, uh-huh. and you could play with the top 44 players from every province and every state, as well as 100 other people that just really wanted to play with these people, including usually, like, you know, uh, Elwin played last year, Roger Sharp played last year, um, it, the point is, I don't know if you're going to come to that one or even Lumberjack Johnny's. I hope you come down there and play with me in at least one tournament because I know you're not big into tournament pinball, and I wasn't my first two or, two or three years even getting back into pinball. I wasn't huge into tournament pinball. It only happened eventually. But even though you're not, like, the best player, I think you'd love getting to meet all these players, play with them, and it would open doors for your podcast in the future. So I encourage you and challenge you to come and at least hang out and if not play at Pin Masters, play at Lumberjack Johnny's in just one tournament with me. Well, I mean, what better, you know, invitation than that is, you know, come on. I mean, uh, for, for, as a personal favor to my buddy Orbel Albert, Woo-hoo! I think we should make it happen. Little Cypress Hill action going. Um, let's do it, man. All right, I'm down AF. I'm off the day you're flying in, so yeah, dude, let's convene after the episode, and we'll make it happen, homie. Thank you so much for joining me here on Don's Pinball Podcast, episode number 100, Celebration. I hope everybody loved it. Shout out to Hypnotic, the Turquoise Liqueur. For scrambling my brain towards the last hour that we've been recording. Jamestown B-Sider. Pinball Nerds Podcast in the house. I never miss an episode of Orbital Albert when he's going on. He's my fifth favorite podcast. Forget it. You're third or tops, man. Fuck off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nova Scotia. I haven't listened to a single episode. You know that? Same. I never listen to myself. It's the worst. I listen to the first 30 seconds to make sure the audio is okay, and I'll listen to 10 seconds at the end, 10 seconds in the middle. Except for interviews. Like, I listen to your interview with me again. I love that. I love it. Let's do more consistent content, homie. Let's do it. Like, every, honestly, every three months I'll have you on. I'm only interviewing ten people this year. I'm only doing one per month. As a personal request, if you're listening to this, email me at donspinballpodcast at gmail.com and let me know what you think about this, what you want from the future, because I am the wish maker. I am the bringer of dreams. More interviews. I will bring you what you want. Do you Just want Do you want Robert Sharp, Roger Sharp, wrapped in ribbon and brought to my, my living room like in National that Lampoon's so Christmas cool. Vacation? We will make it happen. That would be so cool. I can't wait. I want to hear the solos. The solo pods are great, too. I can't wait for this merch drop that's about to happen. Homie, you want a t-shirt? Are you an XL, double X? What do you want, homie? 
double I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna hook you up. I'll hook up Drop Target Danielle. Meg Save Monica will be in there. Shout out to the wives that put up with us in these pinball lives that we're doing. Monica and Drop Target showed up. We're gonna get them together. I think they would get along absolutely fantastically. Oh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All right, homie. Thank you so much for making this amazing, dude. Um, thanks, sir. I, it's so cool you had me on for 100. That's like number. That's, uh, honestly, I really appreciate dude, it, dude. Did we even get to 100? How did this happen? Keep it up. I ain't stopping, man. I'm having too much fun. I think you're like, I think you're one of, I don't, I don't talk to you as much as I should, but I don't, I don't talk to a lot of other pinball podcasters much, but I honestly think you're one of the most sincere, genuine, like straight up dudes. It's crazy what you told me about the AP stuff. Obviously don't mention that on the pod. That's crazy, (laughs) but no, that's nuts. That's when you told me that, I was like, that's nuts. But like. I think you do a great job. Keep going. Like, don't listen to. There's, uh, you got some mean people in the YouTube comments. I saw that with Jaws. Bring it, bring it. That was horrible. That that. Was, they were being rude. They if, if, you. if you're not doing amazing, people won't care. So the haters only come when you're shining. Their demon faces come that. out. So that just means I'm on the right path, homie. No, keep it up. What did you get in? Uh, what are you at now on your Facebook? Are you at a thousand? I had one thousand and twenty-five followers on Facebook. If I never get another I, I one, that is a complete success. I can't believe it. You're that's you're killing it. Keep it up, man. We're gonna keep going from here. Thank you everybody for listening. Email donspinballpodcast@gmail.com. Follow the Facebook page. Check out the YouTube page. I got some hot new content coming in 2024, 2020. Catorce for y'all, and we're gonna keep it going. Thank you, Orbital Albert. You are a gentleman and a saint. <laughs>